LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. To be perfectly frank, I don't really trust the opinion of somebody who's drinking wine out of a box. Yeah, I, I'm drinking wine out of a box. Because but like a to-go box. It's not even like a fucking... Yeah, like, it's a Boda box, but a mini Boda box. So it's equivalent to apparently three glasses of wine. It's 500 milliliters. Um, and I'm drinking it because I was going to drink wine out of a bottle, but I said, no, not for this. Yes. I need straight up juice box wine. Juice box wine. I should probably have the whiskey nearby just to do some toasts. Hold on. Who are we going to toast to? All the actors, I guess. They all worked hard. And some of them did they not got, work hard enough. They got shafted. Yeah, they did, actually. All right. Um, Shall we? Oh, what, I've been ready What an life. auspicious beginning. Here we are. I'm assuming that uh, this is kind of a weird time for people. It's 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. The good news on that time is that the British contingent will be able to show yeah, up. Yeah, Craig Dealey's in the chat. Which I believe it's probably like 11 o'clock p.m. his time. You're welcome, Craig Dealey. So pretty cool. Uh, you have Jessica to thank for this. I just wanted to say um, hello to everybody. Yeah, sorry guys. I got to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get on an airplane. So <laughs> we cannot start this at 8 p.m. So um, why, don't we, uh, why don't we dive right into the Iron Throne? Shall we? Yes. Sure. I'm going to tell you right off the bat that for about 30 minutes, I was actually pretty happy. Oh, that's cute. And then... It really started to take a downturn for me. Um, I liked the visual representation of King's Landing being destroyed. I liked Tyrion's tour of King's Landing as it was destroyed. I think that uh, time and again, especially in these later seasons, the actors have elevated this show beyond probably what it truly is. Um, and I think that, and I think I actually like this. I think there's some, um, I think there's some good stuff here for these first few minutes of this episode. I As Tyrion walks around and, and I like this, I like him seeing the, the utter devastation of King's Landing. His home. Yes. D- Tyrion's best work was done in King's Landing. And it's, uh, it's funny to see that if you think back to season one, Tyrion Lannister, the guy who crawled into bed with a couple of prostitutes and his brother was kind enough to shut the door for him. Here we are. I mean, boy, has he come a long way. He wanted to piss, piss off the edge of the world, which is a nice callback in this. He wanted to, he, he wanted to see the world. He wanted to do all these things. His family didn't care about him. And he found himself always in these situations. And here he is again. After many, many mistakes, you could argue... Part of what Tyrion is looking at here, part of what he's looking upon here is, um, oh yeah, I forgot about this part. I hate this part. It's playing in the background. Um, Wait, what part do you hate every time it shows Grey Worm? Yeah. But, okay, um, we'll, me we'll too. Get, we'll get to that. So uh, so let me just say, it's it's interesting to think, I wonder what's going through Tyrion Lannister's mind right now. One of the advantages of the books, of course, is kind of knowing that, is he he must feel somehow responsible for this. He must feel, I mean, he explicitly says he feels like he failed. And uh, that's something that I actually like about Tyrion in this episode. There's not a lot that Tyrion does that really pisses me off too much in this episode. We'll talk about some of the goofy shit at the end. Which is terrible. Yeah. um, But I, I guess what I'm trying to do here is this is the last Game of Thrones podcast that we're going to do as LSG Media. 
And um, I'm going to try my damnedest to shine up any nuggets available in this episode. Shine them up and hope they gleam bright. Because the reality is, is much like King's Landing, I feel like the end of this show has just sort of been collapsed into rubble. Let's let's just say that Benioff and Weiss are Drogon, and let's just say the story proper is King's Landing, and it has faced utter annihilation. Um, that might be a bit hyperbolic. That might be overstating it. Obviously, we're uh, prone to do that. But outside of Grey Worm executing defeated kneeling men, um, I do like Tyrion Lannister's tour of King's Landing. Except for the part where he finds Jamie and Cersei. Which was yes. trash. Yes. It would have been in trash. It would have been really cool because I it would have been cool if if somebody brought him the hand or if he just found the hand somewhere or whatever. But I we the fucking like operatic dippy girl poetry bullshit of them laying in each other's arms. Not even that. Not even that. The, to me, that's that. You though. step to the side; they would have lived. Yeah, yeah. It's super that. annoying. But what's more annoying? Can you tell me how in this giant pile of rocks there's a huge pile of rocks under them, and then them and like two rocks on top of them? <laughs> it's just disgusting filmmaking. Yeah, it's lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy for a moment that you think is going to be worth it, and it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's it's annoying. Again, another moment where their decision to say, "Oh, look," I mean, we. We, I'm pretty sure not much time has passed. So I don't think there has been any excavation teams going in and digging out bodies. None of that shit's been taking place. I could see if maybe three weeks later or whatever it is when we do that awkward time jump, if they went in there and there were some rocks removed and he found them. But this is kind of close. And it's all designed to just give us this moment. moment for Tyrion to have. This Not is, worth it. it. It isn't, but he is good. He's good in a shit moment. He is. Um, I'd like to focus on him, though. He's good. It works well. Him sort of futilely slamming the brick against the other brick and just being this poor bastard who's lost his whole family. I mean, he has now lost everything, his entire family. And strangely enough, I always think that with Tyrion, there's always this part of him where he is like, I've always, I've never really had my family, but I've kind of had my brother. And I know Cersei doesn't love me. And in fact, she might even hate me as as the seasons progress and the whole thing with uh, Joffrey and all that shit in the trial. But but there's probably always this part of him that believes like, at least they're still out there. At least they're still around. At least I know my family exists. And, and in this moment, it's it's very, it, it, it is, despite the stupid setup, it's very impactful just to say, wow. Tyrion is now realizing that they are all gone. His brother, his sister, his father, their kids, all dead. Every one of them are now confirmed dead. Gone forever. Some he loved, some he didn't like at all, some he was whatever on. And um, and that's what we see here. You know, we of course, Kevin Lannister was blown up in the Sept of Baelor. Doesn't happen in the book. And um, so, like, all, they're all gone now. Like, the Lannister line, as far as I can tell, has been ended, mm-hmm. which is when you think about the storied nature of House Lannister, in my opinion, that's a bit of a tragedy. <laughs> yes. It, I'm not saying it, it's not, I don't, I'm not saying it's dumb that the Lannister line has ended. I am a Lannister fan. I became a Lannister fan. I mean, how they got there is kind of dumb. So if I if I put aside the how they got there is kind of dumb for just a second because because to be frank guys listening and girls 
I'm going to have to put aside a lot of things to, to celebrate certain things. I can't let the shitty thing that got me to the thing ruin the thing. I'm not going to not acknowledge it though, if that makes sense. So him I'm, seeing them dead, it's, it's, it's the confirmation that now Tyrion is the last Lannister in the world. I like everybody in the chat. Um, Brian Blake, Bootsy Rosenwig are Love like, what name. if he just found the boat? And then he realized like, shit, they never left on the boat. They died here. Yeah. He, that, guess what? That would have been fucking better TV. Thank you. But we got to give our actors fucking Nicholas Walder, Jula, whatever the fuck his name is, and Lena Headey, their fucking credit for their two seconds in this episode. Please. I think they did Mad. this. I think, I think, I mean, it's, um, it's kind of a bummer. It's, it's very, it's very like, it, it reminds me of like a, um, a play. It's very Shakespearean for them to be clutching each other under a pile of rubble, right? It has a, it has a Shakespeareanness to it that is a little bit too, I guess, melodramatic for my taste. Him seeing the boat and realizing they never went out and having this moment where he collapses on the shore and he's crying in the water and leaning on a boat, that could have been awesome. That could have worked. Dinklage could have done that just as well. Um, it is. It's the logistics. Again, the problem with Game of Thrones is that in other seasons, you could probably poke holes in some of the things that happened if you thought long and hard about it. But in these seasons, you don't have to think long and hard about it to poke holes in it, right? For example, a caved-in King's Landing. Yeah, I'm going to not be good this episode, and you all are going to be real mad because I have very little positive to say about it. And I've watched this episode like 87 times. I literally like, I go to bed at night and I just like put it on the background like just to get angrier. So... I don't know how this is going to go. And I'm glad that you're going to be measured because I am going to be a real problem. Sounds good. It sounds like uh, the way it's been for <laughs> approximately four episodes, or excuse me, six episodes. Damn, already six. Can you believe it? Already six? If they had had fucking 10, this wouldn't have been shit. No, no, no. Already six. We've already podcasted oh. six times about Game of Thrones. It's over. It's crazy. It's done. Yeah, that makes me depressed, honestly. I'm actually depressed about it. And I'll probably cry later because- after all these years and all this time and all these years podcasting with all of you, this is the last thing I have to give you is this fucking trash. <laughs> I'm so upset. I wanted this episode to be good so bad. I really did. I really, really, really did. Do you want to talk about any of this stuff up front here? I agree that it looked fucking great. It looked awesome. Outside I of the them. way it looked, I think it was impactful for Tyrion to walk amongst a destroyed city. Yeah, Tyrion was great. It, it's good that we're giving Tyrion the moment. I'm fine with that. He gets a lot of moments this week. Um, the, the episode really, really leans on Dinklage. I mean, some of them are trash, but that's okay. Called the whole end, but that's fine. We'll get there. Um, th there was a lot of good stuff in the opening. There's a lot of good stuff with Tyrion walking around. It looked good. I like the ash everywhere. Like it's snowing, but it's ash. Sure. Which I'm sure, like, Chernobyl's probably doing a ton of that shit, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very much, um, it, it, it's it's visually stunning overall. Sure. Um, Grey Worm is fucking trash. I can't even look at him on my TV. I've never wanted someone to die. How how did I go from early this season being like, wow, they've made Grey Worm to a character I care about, to me being like, he is a fucking trash. Bad writing. I, I, it's... it's how can you do this to, to the, the shit that they did to the characters, to Tyrion, 
for example, is, is the best example of a character that they literally turned into an idiot. They turned Tyrion from the smartest person on the show to just a drunk comic relief to a fucking idiot. Did you want to continue your line on Grey Worm, though? How they, they oh, yeah. showed He's they showed inklings? Well, talk about it. We got this season, and they gave us— Now, Grey Worm's never a character I've cared a ton about, as you all know, because, you know, I got other people on. Like, I got other people I got to care about. Like, Grey Worm, like, whatever. He dated Masandi, like, He's blah, always blah. been in—he's he, always kind of been sort of like a side— uh, correct. And then they started to try then to give him like, more stuff. No, Grey Worm, you be a main. You get right in here, pal. Okay. Right. And Great. then they showed some potential with they, episode three, right? They give us this shit with him and Sandy. I'm like, oh, I like Grey Worm now. This is really cool. It's going to be great because they did all this shit and Grey Worm's going to die. It's going to be really fucking sad. And Sandy's going to be like a strong woman and have to learn how to take care of herself because she's like, my people can't take care of themselves. And Grey Worm's like, my people will take care of your people. I'm like, this is going to be so powerful when Grey Worm dies and Sandy like independently goes and takes care of herself. <laughs> but clearly that shit didn't happen anyway. Um, you cannot give me these like brief moments of like, wow, they're trying to make Grey Worm an interesting, um, character to then make him fucking trash for the rest of the season. I, this, I've never watched an episode and been like, oh my God, how, who is this character that I've never fucking seen? Grey Worm? Like, yeah. I get Correct. that he's undyingly loyal to Danny, but like his behavior, this, this, this slaughtering of people, the way he did this, this is not. Is this the Great Worm that we have fucking learned to know over this time? Like, like I don't understand. I, I felt like I was watching. I felt like so much of the show in this episode, but the show in general, this season, I was watching characters and being like, who is this person? This is not the person I knew for seven seasons. Who are they? Right. And that is my fucking problem with this shit. And and when we get to overall themes, like I can understand where they were going with certain things, certain things I can't. And they, they didn't have enough time to do it. But that's on them. You know what? That's on them for being like, we're going to make this a short season. Make it a fucking full season and don't cheat your viewers. Like, don't cheat your viewers with this. Add two more episodes and you can probably give Danny some fucking character development. Yeah, I think part of the problem is that it's part of the problem with a series finale at large, which is everyone, in a sense, a lot of characters have become the fodder of Danny's madness. In Grey Worm, it's interesting, you know, Grey Worm is almost, it's, it's, it's almost like we're watching like Darth Vader turn evil, which is Danny. It, it, it would be like if then Darth Vader's friend also turned evil, right? Yeah. Grey Worm has, has pledged himself to Danny, but he pledged him, what bothers me is he pledged himself to Danny because she liberated the people and then gave him a choice and he chose to follow her. And then this, this, what, what bothers me is the treatment of the Grey Worm character from a writing perspective, because then they just go, oh, so Grey Worm knows what it's like to be liberated. He knows what it's like to have oppressors. And these guys just roll in and torch all these people. At that point, you had a real opportunity for Grey Worm to have this confidence crisis and go, what is happening? To say no. Yes. This to, is not his character. Correct. See, that's there's there's two drops with with uh, Miss Sandy. Uh, if if she could have jumped, she would have. And we've talked about this before. I said if if Miss Miss Sandy jumps, she is giving a middle finger to Cersei. And she took she a fate in her own hands. A thing she could never do. She decides for herself, even though the choice is shitty. 
And you could have done that same thing, except it could have even been more powerful because Grey Worm doesn't have to jump. He could have done something. He could have done something to help stop Danny. But And he could have pardoned those fucking people. Right. Instead of being like, yeah, let's execute these orders. Right. It would have been, it, you, you could have done, uh, imagine this. Oh my God, can you change this picture? It's making me throw up. Um, imagine this tragedy. Imagine Grey Worm does all these right things and he's like, this is wrong and, and this can't be and blah, blah, blah. And then he finds himself in this terrible position where he has to arrest John. And then uh, imagine the tragedy if John and Grey Worm had to fight to the death and neither one wanted to kill who each other. Who said that? Wait, but who said like John should have been like trial by combat, bitch? But I'm just saying, imagine, I don't remember where that ever started. But It started if, somewhere on our Facebook page and whoever that person is, I fucking love you. But, but imagine, but, but every trial of combat, there's been contention. Imagine the real heartbreak of two characters engaged in trial by combat that don't really want to fight each other because Grey Worm has seen the errors of, of Danny's ways, but he's already pledged his support and he might not want to kill defeated kneeling men or, or raise the, the city anymore, but he might want to, he might, he might have to choose to choose to fight or whatever. I know I'm, I'm just spitballing here. I'm just, I'm fucking around. My point is this, I think to make Grey Worm to continue to be this sort of mindless force who's just bent on anger and scowling and revenge. And we want a revenge for Jon Snow for what he did to this woman who wasted all of these people. Like, dude, Grey Worm comes from a place where tyrants do terrible things. It would have been more in character, in my opinion, and I'm talking about the show, not the books, for Grey Worm to have just been like, enough is enough. We cannot do this. I could see him getting caught up in the fun and, and riding down Strickland and all those guys that were retreating in the moment of the fight and, and really taking the victory. But then sort of him himself having this moment where he goes, holy shit. I, I just find it hard to believe that Jon Snow is the only guy who looks around at a dragon just, just destroying city blocks and goes- Children, women, right. like innocent fucking people. Right. Yes, they followed Cersei because that's all they could do. Yeah, they couldn't go anywhere. That's like saying like Sansa was like following Cersei when she was like a fucking prisoner of the Lannisters. It's not even like, that. Like the, the, and, the, and the argument for the Lannister troops is stupid too because Lannister troops would happily raise a Targaryen banner in defeat. They don't give a shit. They don't want to fucking die. They're just regular dudes who fight in the army. Like the Golden Company, they're <laughs> fucking swords and you're gonna kill them well that's they're charging the gate i can see charge killing the Sith. so that's in the middle of battle this is they surrendered they dropped their that's, no but there was the golden company guy was there wasn't he wasn't he one of the guys no they got smashed in the gate Are you last sure episode. Wasn't yeah don't company worry about the you're, you're confusing it with the golden company let's stick to the lannisters okay. the lannisters clearly surrendered and they would have been like cool like 12 Lannister soldiers are not going to start an insurrection. They're going to obey Danny until she loses. And if they get spared, they'll fucking follow next lady. That's what, that's Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, that's just the way it always has been. And whatever, fine. He's from a different place. Maybe he does things a little bit differently. I just found it a little too weak of a writing ploy to take Grey Worm and just say, oh, he's not going to, a guy who has seen oppression and tyranny and death and he's come from it and he's liberated people and he's served Danny for all these good and wonderful things. Suddenly he's going to become the thing he hates just like she did. I mean, that's, that's Danny's thing. Danny's thing is that not Grey Worm's thing too, but it's like, well, we don't know what to do with this character. So we're just going to do this. Dope, dope, dope. Drop my fucking books in the hallway. Dope, dope. You know what I'm saying? And it's just unfortunate. It's too bad. They could have, they could have done more with him. So that's my, that's my 
plea for poor Grey Worm, but since Grey Worm sucks... It's not his fault. It's the writer's fault. Correct. I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at fucking Betty. Yeah. Wait, have you seen like the... <laughs> wait, did I share this on, I don't know, like the Jock and Hagar thing? Or it's like a Facebook... Oh my God. It's like a Facebook messenger. And it's like, you're Facebook messaging like Jock and Hagar. And it just says like, Benny off. Weiss. Like just sending names to him to kill. It's really mm-hmm. funny. I don't remember if I where that came from, but it's real good. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's a character that's been around for a long time. D- Danny's right-hand man. I'm not going to not talk about him. So that's just the way it We're is. We're not going to talk about anybody, but now we've gotten Grey Room out of the fucking way until we talk about the final scene where we kill ourselves. Well, let's move on to the next person we want to talk shit about. Um, let's, so a couple of things. We have the whole, the whole sort of, the whole like Danny Hitler slash Stalin moment, right? Do you want to talk about this? Yeah. Here's the one thing I want to talk about. Okay. You're cute directors with your Danny walks out with the fucking dragon wings behind her. It's cute. It would make a great poster. It would make a great Facebook, like a fucking wall photo. We fucking get my, it. My guy, John. Text, You're way too cute. My, my guy, John, Johnny Butters, we're texting, watching the show. He's like, dude, that was amateur as fuck. That was literally like, that was literally for fucking basic bitches to make their wall photo on fucking Facebook. Damn. How Shut you, the How are you going to talk up. about Karen Lomas like that? Is that her wall photo on Facebook? No, but she loved oh that God. shot. <laughs> Sorry, Karen Lomas. I love you. You take it back. She's not a basic bitch. She isn't a basic bitch, actually. Um, no. I hate this shot. It is trash. I'm sorry, Tiffany. She's going to be mad at me, too. <laughs> Tell me some shots that you like in this scene. None. Okay. Just kidding. And so it's going to be one of those things where, <laughs> yep. where you where you are utterly inconsolable and completely unreasonable about yes. even good shots. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's about to be me, guys. All sorry, right. bye. <laughs> it's not even good. Um, here's what I think about this. Danny is a bad guy. We fucking get it. Don't shove it down our throats. You already gave us zero character development. Well, you didn't. You gave us a couple little hints at it over the years, and then you rushed it into six episodes because, God forbid, you did a full season, you assholes. You're too busy fucking writing Star Wars or whatever bullshit you're dealing with right now. Don't fuck us like this after all this time. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany says, screw you, because she liked that shot. I know. I've been hearing this term a lot, bankruptcy, fan bankruptcy. Is that, that comes from another much larger podcast than us, I believe. I don't know anything about bankruptcy. I've been seeing people saying it everywhere. And I'm like, where the fuck, how, is this like, is is this like a real life meme? Like everyone is thinking the same thing all of a sudden? About bankruptcy? Yeah, they're all saying, I'm, I declare fame bankruptcy. Well, is that, that Michael like Scott thing? said that. Oh, Michael Scott okay. one time came out and he was like, I declare bankruptcy. And they're like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> oh, okay. I actually would like to do that. I would like to declare bankruptcy just like Michael Scott. Um, Got it. And I would also like to um, declare bankruptcy from the show. Got but it. instead I will just call it trash. Bald move. There you go. Shout out to the podcast that's like, doesn't Way need a shout. Doesn't need a shout out from us. <laughs> shout out to the podcast. Speak for yourself. I think I'm pretty fucking good on the mic. Me too. I think I'm <laughs> the best, honestly. <laughs> um. All right. So that's. What I was like, it has to come from somewhere. Everyone's fucking saying it. Yeah. Well, guys, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to no Game of Thrones podcast. Neither do I. I even listen to this Game of Thrones podcast. That's true. She doesn't. And I'm on it because <laughs> I don't like to hear myself. It makes me very upset. How do you think these people feel? Uh, probably pretty upset. Um, they probably kill themselves. I'm, I'm teasing all the time. you, but I I like I actually um I don't listen to Game of Thrones. I I stopped doing that because invariable invariably you will start to be like, but what if you don't want to say something 
you want to make sure everyone's going to come up with a lot of similar observations, but you want to sort of uh, uh, like absolve yourself from that. You don't want to be ripping people off. You know what I mean? So I just don't. I don't listen to other podcasts about shit I'm going to cover. Um, I used to listen to Rob has a podcast because he does Survivor when he used to cover Game of Thrones, but I hated his co-host because he's annoying as fuck. So I stopped listening to that. Mm, got it. I don't listen to podcasts anymore. So let me get me, let's get back on. Yeah, you don't. How come? I don't know. I listen to music sometimes. Mm. I just try to like get into life and not like listen to other people's opinions so I can have my own after wow. the Westworld debacle <laughs> of, of season one. <laughs> <laughs> worst podcast of all time we did. No, the worst podcast of all time was, no, that's probably the worst podcast of probably all the time. worst of all time. I don't even think we liked each other doing that podcast. We definitely didn't. I liked like, literally nothing about that podcast except that there were good looking people on that show yeah. <laughs> and I had some boyfriends. That was about right, it. Back on track. All right, so, um, we have John's POV, the Dothraki, the Red Keep Stairs, the Targaryen Banner. Let me finish. Um, so there are more Unsullied left in Dothraki than I thought. We can Thank talk you. a That's little bit about say. that. Um, and then Danny's speech, where she's basically, you know, she's doing what a good coach does. She's putting the victor on the fucking Unsullied, even though the dragon won the whole war for them. No big deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's like when Tom Brady's like, yeah, you know, it's a team effort. No, it's not, Tom Brady. When you leave, <laughs> we're going to lose. We're gonna In lose other so words, hard. Tom Brady is Drogon. <laughs> Tom Brady is Drogon. Is that a meme? Torching the secondaries oh my God, of that, all the teams. No, that that um, should be a meme. Yeah. Jason Dick will love that part of this podcast. Jason Dick, get on that. So um, he won't He he won't like that. I'm kidding. I know, sorry. He likes your man, though. He's a Green Bay guy. I love my man, too. So Danny's speech, um, you have freed the people of King's Landing, she says, from the grip of a tyrant. And I wrote, by freeing them from their lives. <laughs> That's my editorializing. Men, women, and children had suffered long enough under the wheel. Will you break the wheel with me? Oh, wait. All of those men, women, and children have now suffered fiery deaths. So Yeah, exactly. Boy, she is not making much sense, is she? No, she's fucking crazy. Hmm. Um... Tyrion, so now we have sort of people starting to assemble, right? We have Tyrion, Jon, and Arya all kind of watching her name Grey Worm is Master of War, right? Jorah should be Master of War, by the way. Obviously. And um, and that's when we get Tyrion sort of walks gingerly up beside her, nervous, as you would imagine he would be, and he says... She says, you freed your brother. You committed treason. To which he says, I freed my brother and you slaughtered a city. Yeah. And that's right. I, oh, this is the only moment in the whole show I like. Whoa. Hey, we found a place, something Jessica oh, like. Let me talk about this. Oh, I forgot wow. it happened because there was so much trash. Um, okay. <clears throat> Tyrion says a bunch of awesome shit. He's like, yeah, bitch, you slaughtered a city. And then... And I don't even care how overdramatic it is. When he fucking takes that pen off and throws it, I was like, yes! I was fucking pumped. <laughs> Audrey Ellis, Ari and John don't speak Valerian, so who knows if they can understand what she's saying. That's oh, no, a- definitely not. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I think they can kind of pick up what she's putting down. They're like, she's a bitch. <laughs> um, listen, when Tyrion throws that pen, I'm pumped about that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's badass. No, why? Because he knows that is like signaling his fucking death. And he still does it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate. I really do. I appreciate that he does it in front of her and in front of everyone else. Everyone. Exactly. Like he does not fucking care. Yep. Like he is going to do his shit. Yep. It was cool. Um, I appreciated that. It, not, not just 
drops the hand, throws it down the keep stairs. Clink, clink, clink. I actually liked that. That was cool. I liked this. This was a moment in the show I really liked because this was probably the best moment of the episode for me. Yeah. This Tyrion saying that shit about slaughtering the city and then getting rid of the pen. It was fantastic. That was good TV. It worked visually. This, to me, if it was Tyrion's character where he was finally like, this is not me. Like him selling out Varys, that's not Tyrion. Him doing this shit, that's fucking Tyrion. By the way, Varys didn't have to die, Tyrion. You fucking did this. Yeah. And here Danny is saying the war is not over. We will not lay down our spears until we've liberated a word she likes to hear. Oh, yeah. She loves that fake fucking, okay, fucking Hitler. <laughs> We got to kill the Jews and liberate the people of the world. We get it. We fucking get it. From Lannisport to Karth, um, from Summer Isle to the Jade Sea. Tyrion's face is so good. When women, men, and children. Yeah, she's screaming. She's got her sharp bad guy outfit on. I can dig she it. She legit looks like a fucking Nazi. Like, right. she looks real fucked. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty wild. Uh, that she still believes that they have more people to slaughter. Um, I guess if everyone's dead, there are, then there's no more tyranny. Mm. If no one's alive. If she kills everyone who's against her, then she'll be fine. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, this is just, um, I mean, we've, we've, We've talked about the descent of Danny. We, we Obviously, we had to talk about it last week because we discussed the the very the very intense destruction of King's Landing. And, you know, there was a lot of response to all of that stuff and a lot of people saying, no, it's always been there. She's always, remember it, when she did this and, and remember when true. she did that and remember when she did this and remember when she did that. I'd like to discuss this because I understand this and, and I have a lot to say about that, about Danny, if we want to go on the Danny track here. Sure. This is true. We have seen since... Season one, when Viserys was killed, was that season one? Yeah. We've seen- Season one, Varys was killed? Viserys, Viserys. her brother. What the fuck? How dare you insult me like that on this podcast? Come on, will you? Let's go. <laughs> so, we've seen this- I'm not Game of Thrones, by the way. We've we've seen- <laughs> Well, you're making me think about it right now. We've seen this inkling of her to be a little bit off. You're talking about the sack of Astapor? No, I'm, I'm talking about from the start when Viserys dies and she's like, well, he wasn't a real dragon. Like, as he's like, literally like his face is melted. Like she, her non-reaction I to know, it. But no, she... but it's not even that. Then we talk about when she kills all, right. all the people. When she, she, she hangs all those innocent, not innocent, but all those fucking people. The nobles. Like, who probably beg for their fucking lives. I can't remember the details. But we've seen these inklings from Danny. They've given us these little seeds that this was eventually where it would go, right? But at the same time, they were like, but Danny's our hero. Like, Danny's fucking crazy, but she's going to be our hero. They did it in a way where, like, we still rooted for Danny, but we were like, ooh, it could go south. Their problem is this they did not give her enough time to go south like she did. They basically went from, hey, Danny's going to be our ruler. We want you to root for Danny. But you also, we also want you to be a little questioning of Danny's like motives and to be like, wow, she's done some fucked up shit. Like, is she like in the right frame of mind? Like, you know, her dad or whatever was fucking crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And they did a good job of that for all these seasons. And then they got to this season and they were like, Danny's fucking crazy. Okay. She's going to kill everybody. She's fucking crazy. She's going to die. That's their problem. Danny... Being going mad, being the mad queen, John having to kill her, all that shit, I am totally fucking fine with. 
What I'm not fine with is the development of how it happened and the way it was fucking rushed. That being the storyline that the season was leading up to, I get it. I see it. I can go back and I can look at all those moments and say, okay, we were leading up to that. But we weren't there. And then we shoved that down our throats and we said, accept it. Right. And that's the fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I feel very strongly about that because I feel like this ending for Danny is logical. Six episodes down the road. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's time to develop and get to that where we don't feel like, what the fuck? At the end of last season, we were like, we love Danny, we want to be our queen. Like, it, it, it's, it's terrible writing. It's rushed writing. It's mm-hmm. not fair. It's not fair to us as the fucking viewers. Right. It's, it's how the show is going to end. I'm fine with it ending that way. I'm fine with that being the thing that happened. What I'm not fine with is the manner in which it happened. Yes. Is that fair? There's some stuff I'm not fine with. Nope. We're going to fucking get there. Nope. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about Danny myself as well. Okay. Part of the problem with, with Daenerys Targaryen is that she has become a, a, a one dimensional villain. One of the yes. greatest things, one of the greatest accomplishments to me, one of the greatest accomplishments of Game of Thrones has always been, we're going to pit this person we, we've learned about these people. We've learned about these people. And because of the way the politics are on the show, we now find them at odds with each other. There is a lot of dramatic tension there for us to go, holy shit, they are at odds with each other. What's going to happen? I don't want either of them to lose. I don't want either of them to die. When we started to, and I'm sorry to bring them up again, but I'm going to, when we started to feel something for Jamie Lannister, we started to go, Fuck. We? It would suck if he just got killed by this character in this moment when he was helping Brienne, when, when, um, when, uh, when, when he gets his hand cut off, we're like, fuck, that's crazy. Uh, I'm sure there's a few people who actually jumped up and down and said, awesome, he got his hand cut off. Those people are weirdos. But, but that's in, in with Tywin, when, when Tyrion kills Tywin, you're like, fuck, that's crazy. That it's think of the impact of Tyrion killing Tywin versus John killing Danny. And I'm not saying it's because Tywin was a better person than Danny, but he was certainly more nuanced. And I, and I think that's the problem. The show is built on three dimensional, morally gray characters, right? They're built on that. The mm-hmm. whole show is built on three dimensional, morally gray characters with a couple of exceptions. Joffrey, was kind of not that way, and Ramsey wasn't. Yeah, but they were both great actors. And Ramsey was interesting because Even Joffrey was interesting. What What was interesting about Joffrey is watching his own family have to manage him because he was a kid. So there was that was an interesting thing here. I I feel like the ball is dropped with Danny when, sadly, when John kills her. I'm just like, eh. I mean, I felt nothing. To be frank. I felt more for her interaction with the Iron Throne than I did with her interaction with John, because she has just be, it, like the drama sort of was sucked out of it because it didn't have time to sort of germinate, if that makes sense. It just kind of happens, question mm-hmm. mark. Whereas all of the other ones, I'm like, holy shit, like when when 
when Catelyn Stark captures Tyrion or captures Jamie, I'm like, God, I, I love the Starks, but I, I love fucking Tyrion. Like this, this sucks. Like, yes. Right. And that's, and that's because we see the good and bad of Tyrion and we see the good and bad of Catelyn Stark. And that's the problem. Danny sort of just gets turned up to 11, goes full fucking villain. And I go, fuck this bitch. I hope she gets her head stabbed. I don't care. Chop her head off with long claw. Do it with Mormon sword. You know what I mean? I just, I lose all sort of, and partially, partially it's because I'm annoyed at the show. So I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I, I get annoyed and I go, this is dumb. I don't even care if she dies, but it's like, there's nothing there. You know, we might as well talk about the, 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 you know, her death. We, we got to get to that, but yeah, we didn't, I mean, but you know what I'm we're saying? talking about her now. All right, let me so shut up and well. let, let me, let me take a breather and take a drink. You go. No, I mean, we might as well talk about her death and everything too. Like we're, we're, Unless you want to go back and talk about Tyrion talking to John and Probably. talking him into it, sure, we can do that. Okay, because uh, uh, I got more to say about Danny, but we'll get there in the throne room. So, and this is what makes the ending of the show more fucking annoying. Is Tyrion is basically like, "You need to kill Danny. You are Aegon Targaryen. Get on that bitch." He doesn't. The word Aegon Targaryen. Is I not know it doesn't. In the whole episode. I know it. Yeah, I know because. <laughs> Trash writing. <laughs> fucking trash. Trash. Fucking trash. I'm so fucking mad. I'm, oh. Okay, all right. I, Jesus <gasps> Christ. Talk like a normal person. Real mad about that shit. Um, Remember, most people have you in earbuds. I went away from the mic. I went so far <laughs> away from the mic. I went so far away. I'm just kidding. I yell, <sighs> I yell a lot, too. It's all good. Tyrion is awesome. I love Tyrion when he's a captive and he's talking to someone trying to save his own life. It's fantastic. This is good too. It's too little too late, Tyrion. You literally got Varys killed and you knew that was a bad mistake, but whatever. I like the way Tyrion talks to John. Kate Harrington is not as good of an actor as anyone else who's ever been with Tyrion when he's been captive. So, eh. Don't get me wrong, Kate Harrington is a way better actor than he was season he's, one. He's really come along. He's come a long way, but he is still no like... Dinklage. Nicholas fucking Waldo, whatever fucking Who, play, who does he play? He plays Jamie Lannister. Say that name one more time. <laughs> no, Jamie Lannister's not good. The actor who plays him is good. He's and amazing and kind. bold. Okay. Come on, you read the notes at the end? Um, so, I, I, I like this moment between the two of them. They do have history together, not just through Danny from back in season one at the Night's Watch or whatever. There's, there's, there's some history between them that has continued over the seasons. Tyrion's a great talker. He's always been a great talker. I like the way he talks to John. I like the information he gives him. Oh, see? I like something. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Um, I don't like when he says I love her too. That really like makes me throw up in my mouth a little. Um, I, I struggled with this scene outside of Tyrion. No, Tyrion was great. John was terrible. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. This is, I, I don't, I, I also feel like we're 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 mishandling John, much like we're mishandling Grey Worm a little bit in this episode. We mishandled literally everybody this episode. I know, but John, you cannot mishandle. Except it's the ghost. fucking season finale. No, they don't care. They literally took John and they shoved him to the fucking side. They don't care about John. Right. It's a problem. No shit. It's a problem because because he is the fucking guy. He's been the guy the whole time. He has been. And, and, and that's just the way it is. He's, he's the guy. And we kind of fucked up with him because the problem with John in this episode is outside of stabbing Danny, everything just happens to him. 
until the very end where I guess he abandons the Night Watch to go north because there is no Night Watch, whatever. We'll talk about that at the end. Blah, blah. But part of my problem with the way John has handled this episode is that he doesn't make any choices. And like so many things that happen in this season of Game of Thrones, and it started in the last season of Game of Thrones, is that a lot of the cool and amazing moments in this show have served only to sort of derail and make Danny crazy. What a bummer. Like John's heritage. We made this big deal about him not petting ghosts and metaphorically walking away from the North and traveling South to do his thing. Right. And in accepting who he is, his heritage as, you know, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not the brother. I'm not this. I'm, I, I am, I, this, this sort of metaphorical leaving of the North as he travels South to, to go handle shit in King's Landing. Yet that heritage he's embracing is, 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 it's mums the word. It's not even mentioned. It doesn't, it doesn't come up at all. And that's a problem, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me back up a Plot little. bad writing. It is, but I'm going to talk about it. Let me back yeah. it up a little. I know. So a lot of John here is hemming and hawing and moping and grinding his teeth and shuffling his feet. And it's fucking annoying. Okay. Let me just throw this out there. All these people, like, okay, so back in the day when, like, Buffy was, like, on air. Like, just saying, just going to bring this up. Like, everybody be like, oh, like, Angel is, like, always so brooding and, like, whatever. And that's literally fucking Jon Snow. Like, in this episode, he's like, oh, I want to go my love, but do I have to? Right. Oh, God. Oh. He... You literally took the person who should be the fucking true king and shit on him. Why did you do this? So let me talk about some of the dialogue. I chose my fate. The people of King Landing, King's Landing did not. Great. Couple of lines I wrote down. Tyrion. Great line. John says he won't justify it, but that the war is over. Okay, I get that. He kind of just wants to sweep it under the rug. Part of John has always been not. He's always had the Aragorn thing where he doesn't want to accept the responsibility that he has, that he inherently possesses, right? So I'm okay with even that line. But then he goes on to say, is it when you heard her talking to her soldiers, did she sound like someone who is done fighting? John's like, I don't understand Valerian, so I'm not sure. To which Tyrion, he didn't say that. To which Tyrion says, she will go on liberating until the people of the world are free and she rules them all. That is a great line. She will liberate them until they're free and she rules them all. <laughs> right? The contradiction mm-hmm. is the perfect summation of Danny at this point. And that's, um, you know, in Tyrion says, I, I swear to God, some of the stuff went in in post-production because so oh, much. Oh, 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 wait till we get to the fucking ghost. Tyrion saying, take everyone Tywin and Cersei killed and it's not even approaching Danny's kill count. Right? And at this point, I say, how is John even arguing this? You haven't been there. You haven't been in the battle. I'm like, dude, this isn't awesome writing, right? But what is, is when Tyrion says, would you have done it? Would you have burned down the whole city? And then John says, I don't know, which is a lie, which I actually like. Because as this conversation progresses, we know that John is getting maneuvered into a position to where he's going to have to take action, okay? That's the whole gist of this entire thing. And Tyrion says, you won't say because you don't want to betray her, but you know. And he says, it doesn't matter what I know. And Tyrion says, it matters more than anything. And that's great. And that's when the, the love is the death of duty. Aemon Targaryen quote comes up, right? Master Aemon. 
And sometimes duty is the death of love. You are the shield that guards the realms of men, Tyrion reminds him. And, um, and Tyrion says, look, it's a terrible thing I'm asking you, but it is the right thing. And I just have mixed feelings on this because Tyrion is great, but Jon's stuff was just a little more clunky to me. I don't know if that's Kit Harrington. I, I like to always give the actors the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, I, I get not being like, yes, I can't wait to go kill Danny Targaryen. That's not what I'm asking for either. I guess I'm just saying I felt, I felt myself going, oh God, a little bit when he was responding to Tyrion, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but the no, gist he of, was shitty. the gist of the whole scene is she needs to die. She needs to go. Um, and, and Tyrion's parting shot is, what about your sisters? Or cousins, rather, Tyrion, right? Exactly. And he, which he knows, but he's not going to say, because he's not going to... He's trying to manipulate he wants, him. Exactly. Right, I get that. So, um, let's talk about it. Awesome visual on Drogon in the snow. That looked kick-ass when he goes... Yeah, there are really good visuals. He shakes off the snow. I thought that he, was amazing. It reminded me of like a dog. Not a dog, like... Because don't leave your dog out in the snow. But the way he shook it off reminded me of a dog, which was cute. Yeah. Um, which I liked. I like that too. Like, I, I don't know. Ugh, the fucking struggle. Um, so he goes to see Danny. Look, I, I, I did not expect her to be dead in 40 minutes. Me neither. I sure didn't. Again, super fucking rushed. Um, when he was like kissing her and he's like, oh, he's been my queen. I'm like, oh, because as people in chat have said too, um, their chemistry is incredibly lacking and has been. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a problem too, is that when actors don't have chemistry, it makes it really hard. And and they didn't have chemistry. And John also like pulled back from her a while ago. And someone in the chat too, and I'm sorry, like whoever you were say that you were that person so I can give you credit. Someone in the chat was like, this would be more impactful if like John was fucking her last episode. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was already starting to pull back yep. and be dis- disengaged. So it's almost less impactful than if he had been so into her because he 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 fell for the same shit that everybody else falls for from her. And then he realized like, fuck, I have to still kill her. Because when he kissed her, like the last time she tried to kiss him, he was like, oh, fuck, you're my aunt, I gotta go. So that's a problem too. Mm-hmm. So him doing this and saying this shit, it's like, I don't know. Um, Why'd I say snow? It was ash. I'm being an idiot. It was obvious. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, know, I don't know. Because um, we're thinking about winter's coming. <laughs> the thing that never came because the show sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to talk about something I actually thought was done really well. Mm-hmm. And this is where... This is where we see the cinematography, which is something they've been able to nail many times in this show. Many, many times they have had amazing cinematography. We have have shouted how amazing it has been many times over. And mm-hmm. I feel like I, I Danny's moment with the throne really worked for me. That scene works right up until John enters it and they start interacting. Which is kind of funny because I'm sucking the dicks of these actors saying that they're the best thing. They elevate the show. But here I'm saying in this particular scene, maybe not the case. Mm -hmm. I like all of this right up until, right up until they, they interact and he walks in. I actually like this. So I'm going to talk about it. Okay, go. Danny entering the throne room. Number one, something that has always been amazing in this show is the music. And it is fucking great here. I like her walking in. There, there is there is a lot going on in this scene. 
I like that the music comes in. The it's the it's the Game of Thrones actual theme. That except it's a solo voice. I think that's very clever because she's alone. Yes, that's slick. That's a smart choice by the composer. He's like, oh, she's in here alone. This is a big moment. Let's take the theme of the whole fucking show. Let's slow the tempo down a little bit and just put a soloist on it. Awesome. That kicked ass. Her walking in, that music was great. Now, there's also beautiful visual irony here that I can appreciate, which is she's walking up to this throne and the whole room is fucking destroyed. That's Really cool, ironic visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Here's your trophy. It, it, it would be like going to get the World Cup and the other team is just dead and broken on the field. Like, what the fuck did you, what was the cost, right? It's yeah. cool. The fucking wall's down. Everything's broken. Everything's destroyed. So the throne is still there. But the throne's there. And, and here's, something, here's something that I will give Amelia Clark. Her focus on the, on the throne, her... She has a kind of a crazy look to her. And when she reaches out and just touches the Iron Throne, that is a great shot. The throne's covered in the ash of the city that she's destroyed to get the thing. I like the irony there. That's cool. That visually really was impressive and it really worked for me. Her eyes are not fixed on the destruction. It's, it's almost like her madness has made her incapable of seeing what she has done outside of this throne. That is cool to me. I'm sorry. I liked it. It might be a little over the top. I like that number one, well, number three at this point. I love that she never sits in the throne. That's awesome. That's important. I like that she just touches the fucking throne. That's important. It's really good. That she never sits in it. Yep. And then all of this... Like Cersei's best laid plans comes crashing down on her head when she starts with her dippy girl fucking poetry. Her, like, it's so dumb, man. It's, ah, it's so awesome up until this point. I was like, God, look at your victory. There's nothing left. You've destroyed everything. The throne, the fucking music, the look in your eye. You don't sit in it. You touch it. And then the dippy girl poetry starts. And I'm like, God. This dialogue is fucking rude. Oh, it's it's just and John's like brutal. Whoa. It's oh, so bad. It's so fucking brutal. But up until that moment, visually it really worked for me. Beautiful music. Looks awesome. Her fixation on the throne, the destruction of this place that we've seen time and again. Fucking Ned Stark stood in front of that throne and he said, Gregor Clegane, you're fucking, you've been renounced. You're a criminal, right? Think about that shit. Going all the way back. All the things we've seen. Tywin Lannister sat in that fucking chair and passed judgment on his son. Like, so much cool shit has happened in this moment. Barristan Selmy quitting the Kingsguard because he doesn't, right? Jamie Lannister quitting the Kingsguard. Tywin Lannister riding in and having the horse shit on the fucking, so many cool things have happened in this place. I know. And it's great. This is great. It's perfect. The, the ash. way it looks. Yes. So these two idiots talking. Yes. Fuck it up. Brutal. Ah, it's fucking brutal. All right. It's bad. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. John kills Danny. I'm fine with John kills Danny. No, I'm, I'm not fine, fine with John with killing Danny. Everything about it, other than the fact that he did it, called rush, 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 called I didn't feel fucking shit. Right. I didn't feel anything. Right. So I'm going to ask you to say, would 
could they have done this differently? Yeah, way differently. Yeah. Called more episodes. Yeah. But I'm going to challenge you not to say I didn't feel anything. We need more episodes on all your points. Okay. But that is my <laughs> point for everything I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, they could have done it differently called. They make John still in love with her and have to. Okay, let's go back to Buffy. Let's go oh back to Buffy. You ready? You ready? Buffy is dating Angel, who's a fucking vampire. They're in love. He goes evil. She's still in love with him, but she knows the only way she can save the fucking world is to kill him. And she's in love with him. And just like this scene, they have this one moment where he briefly is back to almost his normal self. And they kiss. And he's like, Buffy, what happened all this time? And she's like, nothing. And they kiss. And she's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And she fucking stabs him through the heart because she has to save the world. It's emotional. It's one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Becoming part two. Watch that shit. Bye. Okay. That is how you do this scene better. Bam. Season two, episode 22, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Why does it work better there, Because Buffy is still in love with him, and she knows he's evil, but she is human, and she still feels this way for him, and we watch her still feel this way for him. And at the end, he's... Well, technically, he lost his soul, and he gets his soul back, so he's talking to her like a good guy again. But but she could have been talking... You know what I mean? They could do it in a way where it's like, he's still been in love with her this whole time, as opposed to pulling back from her. Part of the problem is she roasted 100,000 people, if not more. I know that. And that's fine. Angel killed a bunch of people too. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. No. But like, he could still love her. But before she roasted all those people, he was already pulling back from her. So we already had a disconnect between the two of them for a while. And also, he never believed in their relationship, which is also part of the problem, is that that I never believed in Danny and John. I never shipped them. I wasn't into it. They were they were not connected as a couple. There there was there was no feeling between them. Him crying over a dead body. There, there's nothing there. Like go watch the Becoming Part Two. You need to watch the show, and you'll be able to understand. Like she felt so strongly for him, even though he was evil, and she knew she had to kill him to save the world, no matter how much she fucking loved him, and he maybe loved her. <clears throat> it's it's so good and it's so well done. It's basically the same scene. It's the same scene. She stabs him through the fucking heart. He stabs her through the fucking heart. It's the same shit. And it's way better. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert: If you haven't watched Buffy season two from 1997, ready? This is you want to know you. So so here by that rationale, and I think and I think this will validate what you're saying. Imagine if Jorah killed Danny. People would have cried their fucking eyes out. I would have loved it so much. <laughs> People would have cried their fucking eyes out because it, I, I agree. So let me tell you what I agree with. I never really bought Dan and John, Danny and John as a couple. Me neither. I know, ever. You just said it. So now it's my turn. Okay. I never bought them as a couple. It never worked for me. I didn't really care about it. It would have been cool if we felt this sort of sense of loyalty from John and it, it, it's tragic if you imagine a loyal knight having to kill his king or queen. There's something kind of tragic about that in general. It has a, it has a, it has a, what am I trying to say? A, a John Borman sort of operatic feel to it. And if it was Jorah that did it, I'm not saying rewrite the whole thing. But I if, am. If, but if Jorah does it, you go, God, imagine that. Like a guy who's been steadfastly. The problem is John and Danny didn't meet till way late in the story, and we're and we're and and we've 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 just got no real relationship here for us to be like. Oh, it's so tragic that he killed her. I didn't feel anything. Same. I felt nothing when he killed her because I just never really like you bought them together. So to your point, 
a show like you're describing, Buffy, they had all these seasons to do it. There's only this, two seasons they got right. And in this, it is, oh God, it's just, it doesn't, it, it would have felt, uh, imagine if it was John or something or, 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 or Jorah, like that, that's what I mean. That, that, type of, that type of love and devotion to have to then make that impossible choice. The problem with this comes again back to the dialogue. The dialogue is Danny's dippy girl bullshit, which isn't, it, it shows, I, I want to go back to my earlier point, which is this. There is no, no shades of gray. There's zero remorse. There, there's no reflection from Danny. There's no self-reflection whatsoever, which is what makes her just not that sympathetic. Uh, exactly. She's not like, uh, I, I lost control and she doesn't weep about the horrible mistakes she made. She yes! doesn't, right? There's none of that. I'm sorry, Buffy did this so right. And that's why, and that's why I struggle with this. I struggle with it because there is no, when Ned beheads that guy in season one, episode one, he takes no joy in his duty. Yeah. He doesn't love it. He, yeah. He, he says, it's kind of cool, he, whoever passes judgment swings a sword, that's kind of neat that that plays up into this. I'm just thinking of that right now. But he doesn't take joy in that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of cool. And, and, and Danny, there's just no reverence for it. Ned Stark had more reverence for the, for the deserter he killed than Danny had for her victory over King's Landing. And, and that's a fucking problem. And that's what, that's one of the things I don't like about it. It goes back to, there is a lack of moral distinction. There is a lack of gray and there is zero reflection on the destruction of King's Landing. And that's tough. That, that makes that, that you're setting yourself up to have to do something very challenging which is make me give a fuck when they and ice we her. don't. And this is why Buffy did it right. And yep, we got it. it. Buffy right. did it right five times now. No, it just did it right in one specific episode. All right, get past the Buffy stuff. I can't. It was so good. All right, you want to, I'll wait. Let me know when you're done with the Buffy talk. The dragon flies away with Danny. It's cute, whatever, blah, blah. Um, Waste my time. So a couple things. Let's talk about Drogon. Yeah. I sure. do like that she doesn't have any final words. She just gets stabbed and kind of dies. Me too. All um, about that that type of death. I, I wish it was. I wish it was Longclaw. I know that's a little brutal. It's a giant sword, but can you imagine a, a Mormon sword? I mean, there's something about that. There's something beautiful about Jorah Mormon's fucking sword that end up in John's hands. Is the thing that kills her. How great. do how do we miss this? I don't know. The writers suck at their job. It's fine, whatever. But it's like you got to be kidding me. Maybe that's too cute. Maybe, maybe if they did do it with Long Cloud, it'd been like, oh, it's too cute. I don't know. But I feel like it, it doesn't matter. Drogon being upset about Danny is probably the most emotional thing in the whole moment to me, is the dragon being sad. I have that empathetic sadness. I, I get sad for other people, but I don't really care. I get care. sad for animals when they're sad. So Drogon, mm-hmm. let's, talk, let's talk about Drogon. Yeah. So Drogon clearly has a connection with Danny Targaryen. There, there is a psychic bond here yeah correct? it's called like having a pet just like i have with my dog there's a psychic bond here beyond a dog i'm talking magic. no it's not beyond a dog my dog is the same way okay if you murdered me stella would take me she would take my body and she would bring it somewhere wherever this fucking body went i'm just saying swing and a miss i'm just saying it's true swing and a miss i'm saying it's true so 
part of me believes, does Drogon know that she wouldn't have wanted to kill Jon in this moment and he decides not to? There, There is precedent for dragons killing Targaryens in the past. They've all done it by way of order, though. I don't think a dragon's ever gone, my rider is dead, I'm going to kill other Targaryens. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, I know, I know, I knew in the, in the lore that Targaryens have been killed by dragons before who were being ridden by other Targaryens, if I'm not mistaken. And I think somebody actually fell off a dragon and died, a Targaryen, which is kind of crazy. That's very sad. Like an accident, I think, or was like crippled. I, I don't remember. But there's, there's no real precedent set for how, I mean, the precedent set is, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't mind Drogo not killing or trying to kill John. That's not a problem to me. Doesn't bother me. I want that too. But no, I do mind him burning the fucking throne. I'm sorry. It's it's so fucking just fake fucking no. Do you know how the first one was formed? How? Do you know how the Iron Throne was formed? No, I don't. I don't. I'm not a book reader, sorry. Well, Valerian, that big old dragon. Yeah, great. So I I kind of like it. So here's, I actually like the dragon burning it because oh, I, I thought it was so over the top. Um, it's over the top in that it takes too long. Did I just not see him use his lightsaber breath woman to cut a castle in half? Yeah, but like one time when he was trying to kill, like the dragon was trying to kill John, like two rocks saved him. So like we can't trust the dragon's fire. It's true. But I almost feel like there would have been something kind of awesome about it if he just went and destroyed it in a second. There would have been something. But Why? Why? What do you mean? Why did he do it? Because because his master killed herself for it, and he's mad, I guess. I don't so know. he gets that much of it? Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to determine. How I think they're pretty intelligent. I mean, it knows how to gently pick her up and fly away and take her to Valyria so you can get resurrected for the sequel. I would rather the dragon have killed John than John to have the faith that he had in this episode. Have the faith that he had? Yeah. Hmm. Right? No. Am I wrong? No. This just came to me in this moment. No, I'd but I'm going to say jo- this. Um, I'd rather John not die in this moment. I would rather John fucking die than get told you're being punished and you have to go to the fucking wall, which is terrible writing since he's Aegon Targaryen and we spent seven seasons building up to him being the fucking leader of the Seven Kingdoms. I would rather this dragon just fucking torch him. Mm. The end. Yeah. Done. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean... Is it a little much, the, the destruction of the throne? It is. It is a little much. Um, I could see Drogon, assuming Drogon has no ill will towards Jon, even though it's sort of steadfastly protected her this whole time. I mean, sure, he's Targaryen. He's maybe, maybe, maybe it had some sort of inkling as to how Jon would, would feel about her and, and decided not to do it or how she might feel about him. And yeah, you know, the throne might be a little much. I think part of I think what bothered me about the burning of the throne was that it took so long. There's something about I, I feel like time. Not even no, no, not time. It's just, dude, he, he burns like so much. Uh, I don't know. It, there's something. I feel like there's something. There would have been something poetic about it if after all this time and all the shit, and she dies, and he just woof, and it van- and he just destroys it in one easy breath. There's something to be said about that poetically. I guess is sure. what I'm trying to say. Okay, he should have killed John too, the person who killed Danny, and then burned the iron throne. But, but should he have? Why? Because John killed Danny, and it's not the fucking thing he cares about. Is just Danny. If he cares about Danny, and that's the thing mm-hmm. he cares about, then why does he fucking kill John? It makes no sense. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not okay with it. 
You should have killed nothing or killed everything. All right. So let's see. So after this, Drogon is kind of gone. Danny's out of the picture, right? Yeah, she's dead. She's definitely out of the picture. And the Iron Throne is gone. There's been, oh yeah, that's another thing we should clear up. Craig Dealey's asking if John's immune to the fire. Um, there's been a lot of speculation about that. Targaryens are not immune to fire. That's not a thing. No, they just have fucking dragon babies in fire. Craig Dealey, get with it. No, that's that's Danny Targaryen. Wow. <laughs> so that's not, I think people people assume that it's a Targaryen trait. It's not. It's not. Okay, I don't know, because I'm not a book reader, because I'm a savage like that. Yep. Danny Hatching was a one-off, as Tiffany says in the chat. Thank you, Tiffany. True Angel. Love her. Tiffany, do you still like Grey Worm? Just checking. Um, and then uh, Drogon rides off, and we cut to black, don't we? And then yeah. we do a time jump. Yeah. Fine. Let's let's move on to the other shit that's going on. All right. Tyrion gets it. freed. And... Ooh. Like, you, you know I don't have scene by scene. You have better notes than me. I just have emotions. Yep. That's true. <laughs> so let's talk about this half of the episode. We got we this got, half of the episode is shit. We got two halves of this episode, and then we have like endings, semi shit, and then full fucking disgusting garbage. Um, I found myself sinking into my chair a lot of times in the second half of this episode. Oh, I threw up in my fucking mouth. That's nice. So many times. Um. So the dragon pit, were you confused? I mean, yeah. Tyrion had a longer beard. I noticed that. And I was like, no, wait a minute. I didn't. I was just like, what the fuck? And everyone was sitting around and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, why does Brienne get a chair? Why does Davos get a chair? What is happening here? <laughs> I had so many questions. Characters who were supposed to be not fucking noblemen are sitting in a circle. And they said, who's that fucking dude? And then I was like, is that fucking Robin Aaron? And then I was like, damn, is that Edmund Tully? Like, I had a lot of questions. Yeah, so? I was like, hey, friends, welcome back, bitches. Outside of your commentary, tell me your thoughts. My thoughts are, I hate this episode okay. of television. I will talk. You can take a breather. Have some more <laughs> wine. Fuck so, Tyrion, Tyrion kind of, I kind of took this as, Tyrion basically becomes Machiavelli because he sets up the guy to rule the king and he knows he's going to be hand. So Tyrion kind of wins Game of Thrones, I guess. What? He has this Machiavellian warg boy that he's going to set up, but I want to talk about... I, I have one thing I want to say. Go ahead. I like the leader from Dorne. He's very handsome, and I wish I had met him before and knew more about him. He looks like a great man. He looks very uninterested in everything that's happening, and he's a boyfriend. Nice. I don't know his name, but I want to throw that out Is there. Is Yara also a boyfriend? No, I love Yara. No, I loved Yara until... Oh, we'll get to one. I love Yara until the fucking second I don't love Yara. Yeah, she's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. She sure is. All right. Okay, great. So. <sighs> Let's talk about this bullshit scene. Okay. Great. Tyrion was literally a prisoner about to be fucking murdered. Okay. He told Jon Snow to kill Danny, and then the rest of the shit happens. Yep. Part of the issue I have with this scene is a few things. Some things just never really, it's time jumps like this in a finale are a major, major red flag for me. Giant red flag, this time jump. A giant red flag that tells me we don't know how to get out of this pickle we've put ourselves in. And that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Huge red flag. Yeah. 
And that's this. John murders Danny Targaryen, leaving Grey Worm. How is John alive? Yeah. Why did Grey Worm not just kill John immediately? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And then why did why at that point, why would Grey Worm keep Tyrion alive? Now, I understand that at one point Sansa says, we have thousands of Northmen outside the I, I believe what we're seeing here is we don't see it, which is a problem, but I'm guessing King's Landing is surrounded. I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. There's either. no Drogon to defend the Unsullied from no idea. all the fucking knights and soldiers that are gonna be waiting outside for them. So what and, and there's clearly no defenses. The castle walls have all been destroyed. We saw that mm-hmm. Drogon handled all that. It's only three weeks later. So outside of John and Tyrion, I, I don't know why, based on evil frog face Grey Worm, why John and Tyrion would still be alive three weeks after they murdered Danny Targaryen. Does Sansa have that much control and power? That's the only thing that would make sense because we fucking know Bran doesn't. Fuck you, Bran. But, but wait. Fucking die. Stop. Relax. Sorry. What do you mean? They're not there yet. Three weeks ago, none of these people are here. Okay, that, yeah, you're, that's a valid point. That's what I'm saying. Why would everyone not immediately go and kill John? Correct. That's a very valid Especially point. Especially since John confessed, because I know how John is, and he probably surrendered. Because we assume, yes, we know that no one was there to tell the story of who killed her, but we also know John Snow. You don't think he fucking confessed? So he fucking confessed. I can ask the question, but and then I can do what I call mental gymnastics in an attempt to figure out how. Maybe John was smart enough to send a fucking raven to Sansa and she shows up, but none of this stuff, like, this is the problem. I can't write your story for you. Yeah, we fucking can't. We can. It would be better. It would be fucking better. Nope, it would be no, rich it as wouldn't. fuck. No, it wouldn't. Oh, it would be if I did. Okay. Well, I was it. the fucking English major and a creative writing major. So oh, wow. Wow. We, <laughs> she can make a fucking 10 year show that's as successful as Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, watch me, bitches. But no, my point is this. Starting it tomorrow. It's really hard for me to get over why Tyrion and John survived Annie's death. Same. Because all Tyrion of these- Tyrion should have been killed immediately. Okay, we've covered that. All of these people aren't there yet. Yeah. None of them are there. I hate the show. Just kidding. It's, I do. it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, super frustrating. Now, once they're all there, I can understand why John and Tyrion are alive. But it's getting to this point that's the trouble, which is why we do a three-week time jump to cover up our bullshit. Which is- disgusting it's, it's called it's, it's kind of annoying it's called rushing a season yeah right and in the chat they're saying dan could have uh, john yeah, could have but he didn't but they Sorry. their listeners can't hear this so somebody in the chat is saying john could have just walked out and said danny flew and drogon obviously he'd never do that because he's john he's gonna fess up for his crime basically um but i i so in other words I can't get past the why are they alive or dead, but for sake of the podcast, I'm going to. Yeah, we have no choice. But now let's talk about this point. Are we to believe that we are going to take Aegon Targaryen? Remember that really cool reveal? Yeah. Remember the fucking main point of the goddamn show? Do you remember this is the point of the show? That he's fucking a song of ice and fire? Do you fucking remember? God. People are... Muting this. <laughs> I went away from the mic. What do you want from me? Jesus H. Christ. I went so far away from Shrieking the mic. Shrieking fucking bird. I rolled my fucking chair. <laughs> you sound like Drogon crying for Danny. I rolled my chair back as far as I could fucking go. Sorry, there's a table in my way, guys. None of this comes up. Like, what What was the point of it? Fucking 
bad trash writing. I'm asking you to attempt to find to to tell me why, not just tell me trash over and over again. Why is that they didn't give a shit about the shot? The, there, there is no why. This is literally just bad writing. I'm sorry, I cannot in any manner justify this. This just in, Jessica says bad writing. I can't. How do you want to fucking justify? You justify it. Go. I'm not. We're having a fucking mirror read. I don't got time for this shit. I'm trying to have a fucking conversation with you, not a screaming thing. I can't help it. We're podcasters. Like, let's have a conversation. Yeah, I did have a conversation. It was mad. Is it is is it literally just to serve Danny's madness, just to create this rift between them? Is that all it is? Is John's heritage only existing for Danny? If that is the case. Well, it is the case. I literally I can't think want of to another kill reason. myself. I can't I'm think of another reason. I'm going to commit suicide tonight because this is not fair. I can't think of a reason. I hope George R.R. R. Martin finishes these books. Okay? I hope he does. I hope that now that this fucking trash came on our television, George R.R. R. Martin is like... Trash. Drink. I win. I fucking win. And he writes a better fucking ending just like I could. I could write this fucking thing and say, I win. Okay? And then that's what George R. R. Martin was fucking smart. He was waiting for them to fuck this shit up so he could do a good job and reclaim his legacy. No, this was George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin was like, oh, I've written myself into a bit of a pickle. And then he's like, let me wait to see how these guys play it out. <laughs> and then he was like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and then make the changes I need to. Yeah. Sadly, his, his identity as Aegon Targaryen which is an amazing, awesome reveal, doesn't really do anything except to serve to drive a wedge between him and Danny, to thus further her madness. So again, why are we seeing story elements from major characters being used to fuel the demise of other characters instead of something to lift up or give a character a really cool moment, right? That's all it is. That's all it is. All we got from this was John going, that's not true. Yeah, it is, buddy. Isn't that crazy? And... I will say this, John has always been a guy to not be like, he's been a bastard his whole life. And I'm not saying that he's going to run around saying, I'm Aegon Targaryen and jumping up and down. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying in this moment, it would have been kind of cool. Again, it, 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 it go, we, we, as we start to try to doctor the script on this, we always going to keep coming back. It's always going to keep going backwards and backwards and backwards to get to the fuck ups that started earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, um, you know, when an airplane is flying, whatever it's flying, and it turns a little this way, it's covered so much ground on just that little tiny turn. And that's almost like the writing of the story, right? It's, it's like we've, this little turn a while ago kind of fucks up many different things. And that's what I mean. If, if we see Danny going crazy and somehow John convinces Grey Worm and, and John's like, you know, I, I am this guy and she never had a claim or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I almost feel like one of the things I struggle with in this episode is the Unsullied and the Dothraki and Grey Worm dictating John's fate because they care so much about the lady who burned 150,000 people. It's disgusting. It's a bummer, man. That's part of the problem I've always had with this is this right here. This is a problem to me. It's not good. Um, and, it, and it becomes this, we're going to decide, and there's these just, man, there's so many uncomfortable moments in this, which is, first of all, Grey Worm saying, you're not here to speak. 
right? He yells at Tyrion, you're not allowed to say anything. Yeah, except then Tyrion picks the king. So that's real weird. <laughs> exactly. It's real fucking weird. It's real weird how he's not supposed to speak, but he picks the king. <laughs> and also, he knew that John was Aegon Targaryen. Also, he told John to kill Danny. And also, what the fuck? This is the most disgusting bullshit I've ever seen in my life. And Aaron Fallon, I don't know if she's still in the chat. She was like, I feel like I was watching a Disney movie at the end. I'm like, yes. Right. It was such bullshit. It was so bad. It's a problem because we're supposed to believe that if John is set free, that Grey Worm and the Insulin and the Death are just going to go bananas and just all, and just start killing everyone. So, so Grey Worm is willing to trade his life and the life of all his troops after the war, he's already won for the justice of Jon Snow, number one. And number two, we're supposed to believe that the lords and ladies of the Seven Kingdoms accept this negotiation under duress. What a shitty way to start your first day, to capitulate to foreign invaders. Are you fucking kidding me? No, absolutely not. You're going to give us John, or we will all die here today. Yeah. John is Aegon fucking Targaryen, right? Yeah. I just thought it would have been cool if John abdicated his throne. He's the rightful king. He abdicates it to fucking Tyrion. He abdicates it, and, T- and then Tyrion can do his. No, I don't want Tyrion. Pick I want somebody. Sansa's fucking star. No, bitches. Tyrion. Tyrion says we can pick somebody. No, Sansa's thing makes sense to me. Yeah, Sansa's fine. I'm I'm fine with where Sansa. But is let up. me finish my okay. thoughts before you Sorry, jump I'm in. Really here. mad. I, I guess it's easy for me to say what what would be my ideal ending, and and I understand that sometimes what a fan expects and what happens don't have to be the same thing. And when a fan doesn't get what they expect, it doesn't mean it's bad. No. However, in this case, it is both. It's fucking terrible. Right? There are plenty of times when I don't get what I necessarily expect out of something, and I go, wow, that was really awesome. Okay? I'm willing to admit that. And, I didn't know what to expect out of a lot of Breaking Bad, and when I got it, I went, holy shit, that and, was amazing. And shows can do that. Like, it cannot end the way you want it to end. Things cannot happen the way you want them to happen, and you're still like, okay. Like, like, like there are shows where, where there's great stuff and there's trash, and that was what you expected. Mm-hmm. This ending is trash. Matthew Lewis says, drink trash. Uh, did no, Varys, is, are we drinking for trash? I miss that. Well at this point. These are going to be blind. I am. Matthew already. Lewis said, did Varys get messages out? Who knows? Well, this doesn't fucking tell us. So that was a waste of a fucking scene too. Again, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit writing. I'm so, oh my God, I'm so mad. I'm so heated. How can you say mad for so long? It's really a talent. I don't know. I need a lot of therapy. I guess so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get mad and get over it and talk. I can't. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad. I gave so much of my life to the show. Are you mad show, and is it trash? And I cared so much about it and it like literally stabbed me in the heart. John, make a- You know what loss is better? Bye. John, make a make oh. a shirt that says, I am mad and this is trash. Could you, John? I will wear it every fucking day. You don't have to. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> and you know what? The viewers will buy that shit they are great. <laughs> loss was fucking better. Come at me, no, it's not. bros. You don't even know you ever watch this. You're still the fuck up. I watch enough to know I'm more interested in Game of Thrones than Lost. Yeah, which means the ending not being as good as you thought made it less trashy. <sighs> Can we talk about this show? Yeah, sure. I'm mad, but you keep yelling at me and saying, stop being mad. Because I'm trying to fucking have a conversation. I can't. I'm too mad. Take five. Mm-mm. I'm taking zero. <sighs> All right. Um, so, yeah, it would have been cool if somehow 
all of the shit with John and his heritage and all of the shit. Great point, Matthew, by the way, in the chat about the fucking Ravens, about spreading the word. If we know that there's one thing Varys is good at, it's getting the goddamn word out. People know that John is Aegon Targaryen if we believe Varys has any competence whatsoever. None of that enters this at all, and it really should have. And it would have been really cool for John, like Miss Sandy should have gotten the opportunity to, and like Grey Worm should have gotten the opportunity to, to make a choice, which would have been, I'm abdicating my lawful claim to the throne, because remember, I killed a tyrant. That was me. I liberated the Seven Kingdoms from a tyrant. You're welcome, bitches. And I am Aegon Targaryen. And I'm going to abdicate my throne. And Tyrion goes, and he go, and then and then he does something like, and I'm going to go home. I'm going to go north. That's where I belong. I belong north. I am. That's that's me. Because we know he doesn't care about the throne. We know this. And he just leaves, and he goes home. And awesome. And John makes a choice, right? And I get it. He makes a choice. He leaves the Night's Watch at the end. He marches north. I get it. That's cool. I actually like that part. I'm just saying again, a, a lot of the how we got there is a problem in Game of Thrones in these last few seasons. That's a, that's an issue. So there's that. What about the democracy joke? That was real funny. It was not funny. It was brutal. It was Ed, the worst thing I've ever seen this show do. Edmund Tully's, like, shenanigans were dumb. Like, do we truly believe Robin Edmund Tully— Aaron is in this scene. Does anyone else care? He was breastfeeding two years ago. <laughs> Look at him. He's a fucking 18-year-old dude now. Yeah, I— so I like that we see people here that make sense. Okay, so let's talk about the cast. Yeah, there's is, who is Sam? Is he the head of House Tarly? I don't fucking know. Okay, great, great question. Don't know the answer. Who is Brienne? Who does she represent? Literally, I have she no fucking clue. Doesn't come from a major house. Nobody. Don't know who she represents. Why are you here, Brienne? Other than that, you fucked Jamie this one time. The Prince of Dorne uh, makes sense. Yeah, handsome as fuck. He, love him. All about this guy. Boyfriend. He runs all of Dorne. He makes sense. We love him. In this house. Why is there no Braun here? He runs Highgarden. It's a major town. If yeah. we're going to say he is the man of Highgarden, where is he? Yeah, because at the end, he's in the fucking meeting. Can I tell you why? Because it's cute to reveal him. No, it's not fucking no, cute. No, it is. No, to, not there, to me. Not to me either. <laughs> but my point is this. They're trying to be cute. If this is the people deciding, how is the Lord of Highgarden not here? Highgarden is a yeah, giant. It's Braun. <laughs> That's bullshit. They should have revealed All right, stop. I'm mad. The, I'm mad. The, the, the High Garden okay. thing, I don't know. So who's here? Is so Sansa represents the North with okay, the Stark great. name. Sure. Great. I see I see freshly minted Storms and Gendry here. That makes sense. That's fine, fine with Gendry. Right? Yara, fine with Yara. Yara I represents guess. the Iron Islands. Robin Aaron. Okay. Robin Aaron makes sense. He represents the veil. Bring him back. Bring back Robin Aaron. That's cute. I'm fine. Is Davos of Dragonstone? I have no fucking clue. Does he clue. run Stannis' old oh, house? All of a sudden, he is fucking in charge of something? That doesn't even make sense. He's a boyfriend, so we like that he's here. But beyond that, he's no. grandfather, but yeah, sure. Yeah, he's still my... Harrison Ford's my boyfriend. Davos can also be my boyfriend. He's younger than Harrison Ford. If you're younger than Harrison Ford, you can be my boyfriend. Right. Move on. Um, so so you have, you have these, right? Um, and then you have... Uh, Emma Tolling. Tully makes, is he running Riverrund? I don't fucking know. Yeah, because he, he lived. He, he looks lived. good. He's got a little salt and pepper in his hair. I'm like, good job, bud. Yeah, Tully Tully being there makes sense. He runs Riverrun. I thought it was cute that we saw Tully and we saw Robin Aaron. That was cute. It's not that even cute. cute. I'm just saying, like, show a show that's built on really cool political dynamics, you kind of need to get this right, right? Which is fine. All these people here make sense. Arya doesn't get a vote, okay? 
Um, also, the people who get the votes are kind of the right people. Yeah, but I, I, I need help from the chat. I don't remember his name, but who is the who? Who? What's the name of the guy from the veil with the breastplate? The older guy. Okay. The guy. The guy who the the the. He's always been representing Robin. This guy. Oh yeah. What the hell's his name again? Somebody know. help me out in the I don't chat. Care. So, but but here's my point. I do care, but. John Royce. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. Yeah, John Royce. So, so wait a minute. Are you telling me the Vale gets two votes? They both vote. Does John Royce and, and Robin get a vote? Okay. How do they get two votes and Highgarden gets zero votes? Let's get to the vote. Let's, get, let's, <laughs> let's actually get to the vote. So Highgarden gets no votes, even though it's two castles, because that's what um, Bron wanted. So he's very special. Who's running the twins? Is that maybe one of these unnamed Northmen are probably running the twins, we'll say. Wait, what's... What is technically the technically they answer to the Starks? So Wait, doesn't it doesn't matter? I'm confusing you. Continue no, what you were saying. Yeah, I'm really confused. Um, so here's the thing. So we're all gonna vote, right? We're all gonna vote. Bunch of people are gonna vote. Arya and Davos. I don't know why, but they Sam can't. is like, let's fucking do democracy, and everyone's like, ah, no, <laughs> Donald Trump jokes. Um, okay. So then we're gonna move on. We're all gonna vote. Everyone's right. like, yeah, I vote. We and, and Tyrion's like, you know who I vote for? This fucking cripple who literally said, I don't want any power. I live in the past. I don't want any part in this. Bye. Is now going to be our fucking king. Right. This is disgusting. But I'll get back to that. Yeah. Let me go through the uh, votes by the way, first Master I'm of, more disgusted. Master of Rockets is reminding us that it's the kingdoms on houses. Correct. Okay, great. Right. All right. Fine. Right. The, the reach, the veil. Okay. Right, but mm-hmm. still, High Garden gets a vote. Yeah, where's High Garden? Okay, all the, Olena, all the seven, Tyrell, all the seven major spots queen. get a vote. So, also, really slick for <laughs> how slick is Sansa to wait for everyone and then be like, "Oh, I'm going to be independent." No, but before I'm independent, I vote for my brother no. to be king. No, <laughs> no, I have so many fucking problems with everything about this. Not that Sansa declares independence because what Sansa does is right. And I'm team Sansa. She's my favorite character in the show. As the show ends, she's the only character I fucking don't want to kill. I love her. Love Sansa. Okay. Sansa's like, ooh. They're like, hey, Sansa, your brother's going to be the leader. And she's like, ooh, that's great and all. But I like to be independent too. Good work, Sansa. That's what I would do if any of my that's sisters were made fucking leaders probably, of the world. That's probably, no offense. That's probably why she spoke last. Fine. This is my problem. When Sansa's like, I'm going to be an independent nation. I'm sorry. No one else is like, that's a really good idea. Can we get on board on that bandwagon? Mm-hmm. Most importantly, and the worst to me misstep is fucking Yara Greyjoy. And Dorne. Yeah, and Dorne too. That, but that guy didn't give a shit. He had smoked a bunch of pot and he was just chilling there and he didn't give a shit about anything. He was high as fuck. Like, that guy didn't matter. He was sitting back in his chair like with his fucking legs crossed. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't give a shit. Okay, and I right, don't know but, him, but that's so a, I don't care. But I know Yara. I know Yara. I know fucking Yara Greyjoy. This is this is not in her character. A character that I thought was fairly intelligently crafted over the brief time we knew her. Right. So there's two problems with Yara Greyjoy. Number one, King's, Dorn, King's, King's Landing 
was utterly destroyed. Hundreds of thousands of people died. I keep upping the upping it every time I mention it. Oh my god, millions! Of and people. Yara Greyjoy is going to swear fealty, still have loyalty to dead Danny. Totally out of character, and, and, and not to fucking Jon Snow. Totally out of character. It makes no sense, especially because her brother fucking died fighting for the Starks. No it shit. Makes no sense that we know she cared about Theon to some degree. She tried to save him. He saved her. I'm sorry. This is such bad writing. Where Theon got an end that was so amazing and I loved it so much. Why did you fuck Yara over like this? Mm-hmm. This is not Yara Greyjoy. You really fucked this up. Her brother fucking, who should have been the rightful heir to the throne of his dick cut off, he died fighting for the Starks, okay? And yeah, she could say Bran could be the leader or whatever, but she also, she's gonna be like, send John to the wall, I swear my fealty to fucking Danny. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Why? Because Danny was going to kill Euron. Spoiler alert, fucking Jamie, who she hates, killed Euron. And the most disgusting scene I've ever seen on television. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm done. So, Dorne as well. Dorne, so, Dorne's an interesting case. Dorne's, you know, house motto on Bowden, Bannon, Broken. Their great story is they. Their great, their great story is that they never, that, that they never bent the knee. Really cool. They actually killed one of the dragons. They have a cool story. That's awesome. Now, they were still loyal to the crown, right? They still, I believe House Dorne was on the side of Ares when things went tits up. So it's not unprecedented for Dorne to, to, to it's not unprecedented for Dorne to be like, oh, okay, we're, we're loyal, but, but it, but it doesn't make sense because Danny slaughtered a bunch of people and it's all over and she's dead. Why, why are these houses like, we're still loyal to the ground? Dude, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. What do you, the unselling of the Thraki, that's who you're pledging your, your allegiance to? It's so gross. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't pledge their allegiance to foreign invaders for an army that's in shambles and left over that Greyjoy runs. They just would never do that. Dorne would be like, we're out. We're going to take a pass. Right? Dorne, Yara, the North. I don't know how this whole thing didn't fall apart. The only it thing that, the only thing that brought them, ironically, the only thing that brought these kingdoms together was Aegon the Conqueror. He made them all bend the knee, and he said, "There's going to be one king now, not seven kings." There should we should have gone back to there being seven. I know, oh my God. I know. That would have been such. That would have been. That would have been the right end to the show, and like. You just saying that like makes me upset. It actually makes me emotional because at the end they were like, we're not going to have this one ruler. We're going to have a ruler of each kingdom. And we're like, Sansa, you're the ruler of the North. Like, Yari, the ruler of the Iron Islands. And even as they said, Bran is the ruler of fucking King's Landing. Then mm-hmm. great, fine. Let Bran be the ruler of King's Landing. And King's Landing is the capital, essentially. Yep. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, that to me would have been so much better Brand being a ruler is disgusting, but like whatever, mm-hmm. it would have been better than this. It was so bad. So yeah, I guess I guess that's the you know it, it's funny that that's the thing they all came together because of Balerion, because of Aegon, and now that the dragon has been vanquished, I almost feel like they might they might kind of go the other way. They might all be like, why are we, why don't we just all be independent and be respectful of each other? And, I wish they would. Yeah. I mean, and they don't have to make the democracy joke. They could just all be like, Hey, the iron throne has been destroyed. Now the seven kingdoms are the seven kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Period. And if you want to do this fucking brand, disgusting bullshit, which I don't understand why you would want to do that because it's disgusting. And it makes me literally throw up in my mouth and it's trash and garbage. Um, but if you want to do it, make him the ruler of King's landing. That's cute. Bye. Yeah. Moving on. I just, I also, I just don't love the, I don't, 
Based on who's left, I don't mind. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, John's never going to take the throne. Sansa wants to be in the North. Who's going to be? No, if, but if, John if, would take the throne if... The, no, but he no, would. No, I don't think so. He would. No, I disagree. He would, and then Tyrion would essentially run shit as his hand. No. Yes. No. He he has to. He's fucking Aegon Targaryen. And he can abdicate just like a Targaryen's done in the past. That whole remember uh, remember the song. I can't no because we're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna agree, but remember the Jenny Oldstone song, the beautiful song that no, Patrick sang. No, I didn't sing. listen to those words. I just said, it doesn't That's matter. You remember that scene? Yeah, I did. That that whole thing comes because a Targaryen abdicated his throne, thus paving the way for the Mad King eventually, which is pretty fucked up. But I think it's cool. I it would have been cool for John to abdicate. Like I, that that'd be cool. I could see him doing that. He's a north. That's better. He's he's going north where he belongs. He's not. John does not belong in the Iron Throne. I'm proud of that too. Sansa belongs in the Iron Throne. She doesn't want it though. Which she would you, if she could have it. Yes, she would. No, she wouldn't. Yes, she would. She wants to be. She she wants to abandon the Starks and live in King's Landing. Are you sure to rule the Seven Kingdoms? Yes. No, she wants exactly what she asked for. So, do you like her ending or do you not? I'm I'm confused. No, I like her ending. Okay, I'm just so, pissed about Bran. All right, but because you see where this is going. Yeah, I get given it. the options, who's left? Literally, I'm sorry, Bran is the worst fucking option. I'd rather fucking worse my than mom who? be on the throne. Okay, let's go through him. Worse than Yara? No. No. Worse than the guy from Dorne? Probably not. No, he's really handsome though. So okay. actually, I who, vote for him who, over Bran. Who else? I vote for the Dorne guy. He's who, right. who else is left? John. No. John should no. be on the throne. No. I'm sorry. No, he shouldn't. It's terrible if he's on the throne. Why? I think John should... I think Why John, is he not on the throne in Tyrion's Jesus hand Christ. and then you see him going off into the north to be in the north and you see Tyrion ruling at the end? I'm fine with that too. That's retarded. Why? Because that's exactly what I'm saying. He abdicates the throne. He doesn't want Wait, it. Can he abdicate to Tyrion? He can. For fucking an hour I've been saying that. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh then yeah. No, yeah. my point is. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> let me finish. Jesus Christ. This is impossible. I drank so much wine Here's to the end podcast. of this podcast. Thank <laughs> at God. zero food. Jesus Christ, this is exhausting. Zero so, foods. Here's my point. John is the rightful king under all of the laws, all the ravens Varys sent that didn't pan out. All Maybe he didn't because he's incompetent all of a sudden. And he abdicates the throne and then they decide that they have to pick somebody. That's fine. That's just the way it should have gone down. And giving the choices where Sansa's not going to abandon the North, she's going to be queen in the North. Which I love. John's going to go north of the wall, which is in his fucking blood, which is where he belongs. You don't have many options on who's going to be blood. It's in his like in his heart. You know what I'm trying to say. It's in his heart. You know what I'm trying to say. Not his blood. Okay, you don't have to nitpick me like you're nitpicking GOT. Give me a break. I'm going to nitpick fucking everything today. My point is this: given the choices, I don't mind Bran so much. I guess is what I'm saying. No. Oh my god! Sorry, I don't care. Brian is literally I no. No, no one else. No, no. Who's better? No. Anyone? Who? Literally, Yar is fucking nope, better. Wrong. Anyone's better than Brian. Nope, Brian is the fucking threat raven. He literally says he cannot be a. Le- he literally says he cannot be a leader because he's the three-eyed raven. He says he doesn't want power. He doesn't yes, want. He doesn't anything. And now he's a leader. What happens when he dies? We don't know what happens next. No, why? Because he. I can't. Uh, okay. No. This is fucking bullshit. Bad. It's bad. I'm not saying it's good. It's terrible. It's the worst. I'm saying giving what's left and what the show has done. It's disgusting. It's kind of like, well, the way I look at it is this. Do you want to go in the electric chair? You want to get hanged or get, 
you know, firing squad. I'm kind of like, well, firing squad, I guess. No, I'd rather get fucking hanged and suffer through it because after all these years, I do. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I can't. I'm sorry. Brandon is awful as a ruler. And if you think he's good, then I hate you. I don't hate you. I love you. I'm mad. Here's what I don't like about it. I don't like that. And please don't jump in and go crazy. Let me finish this thought. All right. Um, I'm in the chat finishing thoughts. I agree with you that Bran's whole storyline of him ending up on the throne is dumb. I'm just saying that this is the story they've decided to tell. And unless you want to keep going backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards, we can only deal with what's in front of us. So much like you have to do when you're fixing problems or dealing with things in your life, (laughs) you have to figure out the best option given the circumstances. Given the circumstances, the best option to me with the people that are left is brand. I'm not saying it's a good option. I'm not saying it's an option I like. I'm just saying this: what the show has done, this is the best option for me personally. That's not to be confused with I like it. This is me trying to be objective based on where we are right now, which is here. I also, and I know we've talked about this, I also just hate that, I hate that John's fate is decided off camera. Again, with the off camera bullshit. Like, oh, you're going to go to the North. We've decided. So John, the rightful king, ousts the tyrannical leader who destroyed a city and killed many children, vanquishes a tyrant, and then gets banished to the Night's Watch? You got to be kidding me. It's disgusting. He doesn't, none of the stuff matters. I know we're beating a dead horse here, and I think we need to move past it, to be perfectly frank. Okay, I'm ready to move past it. Okay. Um... And I also think it's dumb that Yara wouldn't side with everyone else. Thank you. Thank you. Let's give you, this show has has spent so much time being like strong women, strong women, strong women. And I feel like in this last season, they were like, women are less strong. Some are, some aren't. They're just people like everyone else. No, I know. But like. Some women are strong and some aren't. That's just the way life is. I feel like Yara became poorly written. I feel like. Fine. But for every Yara, there's a dude that's poorly written too, right? Yeah, but I'm It's not even about that. I I don't want to make this that. This isn't that at all. That's. You know, Sansa got a great ending. She got what she deserved. I you know agree. Sansa's the best fucking character in the show. Bye. Well, she wasn't season one, but she is now. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I want to get into that. I just think I don't some characters are mishandled and some aren't. Some are women and some aren't. And that's just sometimes bad writing. Everyone was mishandled this season. Right. Except Sansa. So I shouldn't actually complain. <laughs> because the only character <laughs> they did mishandle is my favorite fucking chick on the show. Sansa Stark or President. Love her. Gonna go see the fucking X-Men movie just because she's in it. And I'm gonna look at her and say, good work, Sansa Stark. There you go. Already bought my ticket. Anyway, we have to get past this um, bullshit. Can I give the brief thing about how I hate this fucking Brienne shit with the writing in the book and then we can move to the end? Um, Sure, go ahead. Okay. I have never wanted to kill myself more. (laughs) Another scene I don't know if we're gonna totally agree on. Then when Brienne was like, open the book and let me read Jamie's legacy. That's cute. It's real Disney. Aaron Fallon, you're not in the chat anymore. I'm thinking about you. Real Disney, as we discussed. Let me write Jamie's pages in the book about all the great things he did. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she writes, while the music swells, died saving his queen and she fucking shuts it. No, no, you fucked him and you loved him. You cannot write died saving his fucking queen and smile and close the fucking book, bitch. Like, I'm sorry. You're still a fucking girl. 
You don't like that shit. I can't. It's, she it's has bad. Brienne of Tarth has honor that few people could ever understand and certainly live up to. Yeah, she has honor, but she still is in love with Jamie Correct. beyond her honor. Mm-hmm. She's not going to write in his book, Died Saving His Queen. So His you, queen, so, and then smile and close okay. the book? The, okay, okay. Ugh. The girl who's like, oh, I want strong female characters. You want the fucking girl to be uh, all scorned. Be and, let me finish. You want the girl to be all scorned and pissed off because of Jamie's one night stand that she forsakes the way she is as a knight? Her, That's she bullshit. thought her and Jamie were in love. But oh her writing God. that he died saving his queen. Was right. a fu- I want her to go outside in a housecoat and fucking cry in a housecoat. <laughs> Enjoy editing this shit. Strong female character. Yeah, she is a strong female character until she fucked not Jamie. In your world. And she cried in a housecoat. And then you made her not strong. And then you made her write in a fucking book that he died saving his queen. Leave that one line out. Leave that line out. Show her writing Jamie's legacy. Please show Don't that, you think- show that, show that. Leave out the line about fucking Cersei. Fucking bye. Don't you think that she no. believes that she's, you, can you imagine how challenging it was for her to write that? Yeah. Is, no, but I can't because in you the episode she that? fucking smiled and closed the book. So no, I can't because it's called terrible writing. Okay. I, I think, I think that it's challenging I, I think it shows, I think that Brienne saw something in Jamie that few people saw, including Cersei. And because of yeah, that, I agree. she wanted his legacy to be honorable because she saw the honor in Jamie. Despite him leaving her in the fucking stupid housecoat, I think that Brienne wrote something that was very hard for her to write. She was very gracious. And I think that grace is a quality of a knight that you rarely see in this show. And I think Brienne did the very challenging thing in writing that very last moment. But let's just be reminded as to what she wrote because, oh, yes, happy listeners, I wrote that whole thing down. Here we go. Oh, God. Let me pop open the whiskey for my guy. Yeah. Let me take a swig to Jamie Lannister. Give me just a second. My wine's empty. Chat's telling me to calm down, huh? Telling me to calm down? They would never. You should look. All right, ready? <clears throat> Jamie Lannister. Squired Barristan Selmy against the Kingswood Outlaws, knighted, and I put in parentheses by Arthur Dane, and named to Kingsguard in his 16th year for valor in the field. At the sack of King's Landing, murdered his king, Ares II, at the foot of the Iron Throne, pardoned by King Robert Baratheon, thereafter known as the Kingslayer. After the murder of King Joffrey by uh, Tyrion Lannister, he served under King Tommen. Captured in the field at the Whispering Woods, set free by Catelyn Stark in return for an oath to find and return her two daughters. Lost his hand. Took River Run from the Tully rebels without a loss of life. And that guy wants to be king? Lord the Unsullied into the attack on Casterly Rock, sacrificing his childhood home in the service to a greater strategy. Outwitted the Targaryen forces to seize Highgarden. Fought at the Battle of Gold Road bravely, narrowly escaping death by dragonfire in very light plate mail. Pledged himself to the forces of men and rode north to join them at light plot armor. Pledged himself to the forces forces of men and rode north to join them at Winterfell, alone. 
faced the army of the dead and defended the castle against impossible odds until the defeat of the Night King, escaped imprisonment and rode south in an attempt to save the capital from destruction, died valiantly protecting his, his, his great and no, no, noble queen. Oh, 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 sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I just threw up my mouth. Oh, God, that sounds terrible on a microphone. I don't fucking care. So there you go. That's Jamie's deeds. By the way, isn't it funny that John also killed a king or a queen in this case? Who cares about him? He just goes to the fucking wall. How does he not get fucking pardoned? All right, can we talk about him going to the wall and then talk about the scene of a bunch of douchebags at the end doing fucking comedy where I kill myself? Which one do you want to do first? Um, Whatever. All right. There's a bunch of bros at a table like doing commentary on shit. And like bronze there. And like, yep. we need a new this and a new this and a new that. And Tyrion's like, I'm working on it. I'm like, no, it's all these bitches at this table already. Like, bye. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking move on. You got Brienne. You got your fucking Braun. He's your master of coin, apparently. That's fucking cute. It's his dream. Great for Braun. You know what? I let Braun live in my Deadpool, so my life is fucking fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you randomly laughing? <laughs> no, no. Trilanis in the chat said, if we could bottle Jessica's distaste, we could poison the world. You sure fucking could. Go back to season four. I'm taking anti-venom after this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is my problem. We get this scene at the end with all of them sitting around the table. This is too cutesy for me. It's, it's, I don't like it. It's fan service. It, it, It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Oh, we're going to talk about fan service. We're going to John Penn go, so don't worry about it. Um, I don't love the scene around the table. I don't understand why like Bran is here. I don't understand why half the people that are there are there. I get why Braun is there. I guess like, but beyond that, like whatever. Um, Bran's basically like, oh yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna go find a dragon, and he just like wars. He's done. He doesn't give a shit. Like clearly, Tyrion is ruling the Seven Kingdoms now. Six Kingdoms. Bran's a waste of time. Bye. So. That's what I have to say about that scene. I don't care about it. I don't like it. Moving on. Okay. Um, we'll say goodbye to the Starks at the end. That's the last thing we should do is go through the Starks, right? Yep. Okay. I don't mind if Braun gets High Garden, which apparently he did. I don't mind him being there on the small council. Um, I don't mind some of this stuff with Tyrion. I hate the Song of Ice and Fire book. That's dumb. Oh, it's also, disgusting. How is Tyrion not in the book? It's disgusting. That's that's. I don't even. I'm going to be perfectly frank. That doesn't even make any sense at all. It's disgusting. Like, you can fuck up storylines and maybe a character has a weird faux pas, but that's such a small line, and it's so utterly nonsensical to me. How is Tyrion not in the book? It makes no sense, yeah. It's bad. He's the hand of the king. He's got accused of treason. Of, of Probably combat multiple times. I, I don't get it. He's no, done, it makes no sense. It, I don't understand that at all. He, yeah, Tiffany, he killed Tywin Lannister. That's kind of a thing. Is Tywin not in the book? If Tywin's in the book, what do they write at the end of Tywin's chapter? And he died. <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck? How? how is this? How is Tyrion not in the book? That doesn't make any sense. Whatever. That scene sucks. Moving on. His father, Lord Tywin, Tiffany says. That moving on. That's just dumb. That uh, doesn't make any sense. Is that supposed to be funny? I don't know. Can we talk about Starks? Sure. Are we done with the scene of these bullshit at the table? Sure. I do like the shots of all the Starks doing their separate things. Great shots of the Starks. Fantastic. 
because our show was about the Starks. We don't give a shit about Bran, whatever. But we care about the rest of the Starks. We watch them walking. I like I like the scenes of them from behind. I like Sansa taking the throne. When they put the crown on her head, it makes me emotional. It literally made me emotional. This mm-hmm. was a great shot for me. I became so heavily Team Sansa that this, to me, this was one of the very few things in this show that I felt satisfied me was when they put that crown on Sansa's head. It was it was gorgeous. Long I loved it. Long time coming. I I I I actually have goosebumps talking about it. This is probably my favorite moment of the episode, mm-hmm. other than like some of the early on stuff. Yep. This was to me the one character they did right by at this point. Everything she's been through. Um, and I could I could do a whole podcast just on Sansa because I hated her and then I loved her and and, and she was so well developed as a character and they didn't fuck her up. They did her right. And like, it's on the TV right now where they put the crown on her head and she looks and like, I, it, it makes me want to cry. This is, this is what the show should have made me feel is this one moment with Sansa. And, and it didn't mm-hmm. beyond Sansa. Um, Arya's like, I'm going west of Westeros. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm fine with whatever. that. Fine. Arya traveling makes total I'm sense to me. I'm fine with Arya traveling too. Total sense to I'm me. not anti-Arya traveling. That's fine. John goes to the wall. This is fucking stupid. But then John goes north. So at the That's end of the day, awesome. at the end of the day, our three Starks, the three characters that like, you know, I made, I posted that picture of me in my Stark shirt. And I'm like, the only thing that matters is the North remembers. Um, so if at the end of the day, the only thing is that the North remembers, I'm happy that Arya went to travel to, to different worlds and to do different things. I'm so, so happy that Sansa's queen of the North. And she has a crown on her head. I'm happy that John did not stay at the wall, yep. that he went beyond the wall with Tormund. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I will give the show one thing. They they didn't do right by my Starks because they didn't do right for so long to this point. But their endings, like if John had been given the, the crown and he gave it up and then he did this, I wouldn't be upset. What I'm upset is that he was sent there. But I'm also happy that he didn't go to the wall. He went north of the wall. That's where he belongs. I agree with that. That's always where he was happiest. So at the end of the day, the one thing I will fucking give the show is they gave the three characters that mattered to me, my fucking Stark siblings, the ending they deserved. Yep. Can we take a bet in a poll? Can we put this on the Facebook draw margins then? It might already be on there. I don't know. Was John reuniting with Ghost and petting him? Edited in, edited in after the outrage about how John did not pet Ghost when he sent that him away. That is a really good question. I'm serious because I, th- I think it was it was edited in after. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie because I feel like the outrage was far beyond what they could have expected about John not petting Ghost. I don't think so because I think after, I think it's too late. I think these guys cut their hair. They move on. They, I don't think they flew him in. To no, fucking, but you could still edit a scene where he's petting ghosts in a manner where you could, I guess like, you, could, you could, you could, you could do some, some, you could do some clever editing with some that's, I feel software. strongly that that's what they did. Cause I felt like that was like, we, like, I know like shot me a fan service, but that was the most fan servicey thing I've ever seen. It was beautiful. And I loved it. But like, my God, it was so, so, to me, I was like, oh, (laughs) they heard the outrage and they were like, we got to add this shit right in. Tiffany has a great point. She doesn't think so because they didn't reply to the outrage. Oh, because they knew that he was going to pet ghost at the end. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense, Tiffany. And I actually understand that. Yeah. All right. Then I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm not fine with him not petting ghost. I'm still mad about that, but I guess it wasn't added in. Yeah. I I don't think it was. Um, it, 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 it did make me chuckle. It made me go, you gotta be kidding me. Like, no, it made me cry. No, no. Meaning, oh. did they do this 
but I don't think that, I don't think they, they really would do something like that. To be honest with you, I do. I don't see them based on every other fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't. Again, Sansa. I don't mind Arya traveling. I believe she said she. I, I believe it's come up before that she's always wanted to see more of the world. I believe that came up in her that makes sense. solo seasons. It, she's it not going to stay of her home. Character. She's got the wanderlust. She, like John, never felt at home. And that makes sense for her character. I am fine with that. I just don't like the West of Westeros line. It was like really annoying and stupid. Yep. Um, I read all. somewhere that that was a line in an episode tucked away back in season whatever. But well, I still don't like it. Yeah. I don't remember where. Some Somewhere in the House of Black and White or somewhere around those episodes, she said, I wonder what's West of Westeros once. Okay, cute. Whatever. Then fine. Then you're cute. Then whatever. I've moved on. Yeah, no, I got it. I don't. But my point is, I don't mind her traveling. I think Arya travels. I think Sansa. I think all three of this, these kids do what they were supposed to do. And I agree. I, I, that is the one thing I will give the show. Oh, Arya said the line to the actress. What was her name? Crane. Yes. Okay. Lady Thank Crane. you for that, Bootsy. Oh, Bootsy. Is she a flat earther? Oh, she's going to be real confused. <laughs> It'd be um, funny. She just keeps going west and then she arrives at the east King's coast. Landing. The east coast of Essos or something. Like, Fuck. <laughs> oh, damn. That's it. God damn it. Um, Runs into fucking Grey Worm. But, um. Yeah. We never said how he goes back to Miss Andy's place. That's cool. I like that. With Grey Worm I wish he could have, Miss Andy's place? Yes. I wish he could have done that without contention. I wish he had done that without being a douche. Yeah, I'm not cheering for him. Or Danny, that's a problem. Yeah, they... they... The show is best when you're cheering for and screaming at these characters. Can we do our final thoughts before we get to the Deadpool? The living pool? Survivor pool? Yes. Okay. Can I go first? Please. Okay. I watch... Oh, wait. Did we did we not say John's just sort of leaving, going... We, we made that very clear. Yeah, okay. very clear. Okay. He definitely is going beyond the wall to the north with Ghost and Tormund. They're going to make out. It's going to be great. King I will of the watch north. that show. Bye. King of the North. Go ahead. I watched Game of Thrones season one, episode one at a huge party at someone's house when me and Dean first started dating and a bunch of people were in another room watching a Celtics basketball playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I It was sat, like half and half. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was cut in half. And I sat in another room watching the premiere of Game of Thrones. I had never read the books. I knew little about it, but I like sci-fi stuff. I like nerdy shit and I was on board. And I loved it. I loved it. I didn't think I would, Okay. I then spent the next, I know it's been more than eight years because we've had longer times between seasons, but overall eight years watching the show and caring about the show and caring a lot about these characters. I spent, when did we start podcasting? Season four, technically? Yeah, but we only have season five. Okay. So I spent four years podcasting about the show, technically. This show has been so important to me and such a huge part of my life and something I cared about so much. These have been characters I've cared about so much. This has been a show that when I watched it, I was like, when I have my top five favorite TV shows of all time, my rule is they have to be off air. Like, I can't say a show's my top five favorite show of all time if it's still on air because, like, who knows what could happen, right? And I was always like, oh, what am I going to kick off for Game of Thrones? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the first four and a half seasons, because um, I have problems with season five. It's like, better on a rewatch. It's way better on a rewatch. Yep. I don't know if season seven is because I haven't rewatched it in a binge. Season eight is terrible, and I know on a binge, I'm not going to feel better about it. And that makes me sad because I wanted to love this season, and I care so much about the show, and I'm as emotional as all of you. This show means so much to me and has for so 
long that like it it was like it like hurt me for it to end in a way that I did not feel was satisfying. I didn't, to I didn't me. get the impression you were hurt. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. Game of Thrones to me was so important and so good and so different. And it got people who would never watch sci-fi or fantasy to get on this show. And like, for example, like me and Dean, like before season five started, rewatched Game of Thrones with my sister and her boyfriend at the time who had never watched it. And it was the best experience of my life watching someone watch it who hadn't and had no clue what was going to happen. It was amazing. It like this show transcends so many things and so many genres and brought so many people who don't like me. Today I sat at work and everybody at work was talking about the show. We did a Deadpool at work. People who didn't even watch the show participated in the Deadpool. Okay. There was something about the show that was fucking special. And I just wish they had not rushed it. And I wish they had given the viewers what I think they deserve, which wasn't this finale or this final season in, in HBO I wish offered it had been them 10 more, episodes HBO offered them more support from my understanding too like if they, even if the season had been 10 episodes I think it would have been better I think if they would have done an 8 episode season 7 and then you do 6 episodes season 8 6 episodes season 9 I actually think that could have been better 12, 12 episodes to finish the show from where season 7 ends to me I, I think they could do that and it, they, they squandered a lot of their time. It, it hurts me that they didn't. And they it hurts me that they wasted time. time. And like, I'm emotional about it. And that's what I have to say. And I went on this rant. This show is like an emotional thing for me. I care about it a lot. And um, it's been a huge part of my life for a really long time. And that's it. That's what I have to say about it. I, I wish they had done better. They did so much good for so long. And I will never shit on the good stuff that they did. Because it was fantastic. But I feel like they've really dropped the ball this season. And that to me makes me very sad. And that's, that's what I have to say about it. Got it. Okay. I'm done. I love game of Thrones and I still do. I still do too. How's that? I still do too. Despite, despite the mishandling in, in, and there are many reasons for it. There, there is, um, it, it became something that I'm, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I love the Lord of the Rings. I love it. One of the things I loved about, Game of Thrones was I liked that we could be put in this position where we are looking at people that we might not otherwise care about and just delving into some of the morality conundrums we find ourselves in when we watch this show. Um, One of my favorite aspects about the show is that right there. It's one of the things that made The Wire so interesting, um, which is just, boy, we get to see this thing from many different angles and it kind of, and it kind of at times ignores the, the ludicrous tropes of a crime drama like the wire did. And this would ignore the ludicrous tropes of like fantasy heroic shit, which is having these characters with these marred pasts and this, and these, these sins that they've inflicted upon humanity and, 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 I mean, one of the first characters we meet is King Robert, who's just like oafish man that we like, who has an interesting past, but we're also like, God, what a, what, and, and we meet these characters and we go through these moments of being like, this character is wretched and, and no, I actually like this character and, and, oh, this character is, a, is, is, uh, and, and, oh no, now they're interacting with this other character. That, 
that has always been one of the major interests of Game of Thrones to me. I've, I've, we are fortunate that we get to watch adult fantasy. And even though it's sort of tuckered itself out at the end, and even though there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, like I've already said on previous pods, that we just can't really wrap our heads around. We, we can have our opinions and we can have our insights based on our experience and covering shows and TV and movies and the viewers can do the same, but we don't really know what it's like to, to do what these people have done. At the end of the day, I, I have a lot of respect for the people who did this show. You know, there's, there's costumes, there's music, there's production, there's scouting locations, there's actors, there's all of this shit, man. This stuff is hard, 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 hard work. And yes, we can sit here and we can pass judgment on that work because that's what we're going to do. We will. Because we're podcasters and we're viewers and we've dedicated ourselves to it. And we're not wrong to do that, right? This show exists because of the hard work put into it, but it also exists because the fans ponied up the fucking money for the HBO subscription too. So there's that. So I'm not saying that people, I'm not saying the show is above criticism. I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's, it's got, it's, it's a hard fucking show to make. You know, it's not an easy show to make, but it's unfortunate that some of the stuff got fucked up along the way. That said, I still love Game of Thrones. I think that George R. R. Martin has created a, an, an amazing fantasy setting. Um, he's written a lot of interesting stuff. It's unfortunate that he didn't finish the books. The books aren't perfect. You know, the first three are amazing. They kind of tail off a little after that, which might be why the show is doing the same. And then you've got like, you know, the history of Westeros and all these amazing things. And we sit here and we joke about Jorah's ex-wife, who's never mentioned really in the show, because this whole amazing world was created. And I hope it serves for inspiration for people to embark upon this type of storytelling. And I didn't love the meta shit between Tyrion and Bran when they're talking about the great stories. It's almost like they're sucking their own dicks for being storytellers, whatever. But at the same time, it's cool. A show has brought all of us together. It's brought us in here to debate and to laugh and to have fun and to drink and to go over each other's houses and fucking turn the lights down and turn the speakers on and stuff our face with popcorn and that's been a really cool experience. It's been a really cool experience to, for everyone to get together. And yes, it didn't end particularly well. And yes, we beat it up. It deserved it. But at the end of the day, I am personally grateful for Game of Thrones. I always will be. Same. A lot of amazing shit came out of it. You can't tell you, you if you watch it, if you rewatch it and you're into season two, three, and four, you're going to be like, holy shit, man, this was fucking great. And it's got rewatchability. It does. It's fine. And some of you might be like, eh, I don't care. Fine. You don't care. Some people do though. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's fine. It's, uh, it, it's, I am nothing but grateful to it. And like you said, just because you love, because we love it. There's, there's a little bit of scorn there. It's true. We can all pretend, oh, we don't give a fuck, but we do give a fuck. We pretend and we say we don't care, but we do. Right. Speaking for myself here. And that's okay. And that's, you know, if it was a show I didn't give a fuck about, I wouldn't have strong opinions on it. Neither would you, right? Of course. And that's what it is. So look, at the end of the day, Game of Thrones, thank you. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. A lot of people involved in this show did a lot of great work. People are going to, people will be proud of their portfolios. And that's that. All right. So we're done. Are you going to do your survivor pool? 
Yep. Here are the winners. Iron Eye. All right. So we had a survivor pool, as you know, and John cooked up the winners. The winners are going to get some awesome mugs. Valor Mug Hulis. Clever, John. <laughs> or is it the mug that I own that I drink out of every day? Yes, but it's uh, inverted. It's black with white lettering, <gasps> and you cannot buy them. It's so cute because so, the quotes on it are adorable and all you, for me. You will, be, you will be, uh, you will be the, <laughs> the proud owner of these. So here are the winners. And they were separated in divisions, if you recall. Um, so the divisions are Crownlands, Ironland, Iron Islands, and the North, Riverlands, Stormlands, the Vale, Westerlands. A lot of work out of Johnny Butter, so shout out to him. Are you going to say who they picked to be alive, the winners? No. Okay. I'm not going to go through all that. Okay. So here are the winners. From the Iron Islands, we have Dale Wright. Yay, Dale wins. And his pick was Iron Throne will be melted down. Good work. Literally picked the ending. And remember, we did these over two years ago. So no spoilers were leaked at that time. It hadn't even been filmed yet. From the Crownlands, the winner is Elliot Robinson. He picked Iron Throne will be destroyed and a new type of ruler will lead with a lighter, gentler, uniting style. Cute. Pretty good. Pretty I like fucking our Iron good. Throne winners are on here. In the North, uh, Lana S. wins. She picked Bran Stark is left to rule as diplomatic king on wheels. Which is crazy. And, and John writes in parentheses, nailed it. Yeah, nailed it is right. Yep, I should be popping these open. But um, yep, you can, if you go to promisemenerds.com, you can click on this and you can look at all the winners and you can actually look at all their picks. I just don't want to regale Some you. Some of them had all their picks live, which is cute. Yeah, because it was a survival pool. Um, yeah, I know, which is cute. A lot of these people had nobody die. A few of them, actually. Um, in the Riverlands, we have Melanie Ivanov. She wins. She said, Sansa rules the North, Tyrion rules the rest. That's well, pretty much what happened, so you're <laughs> correct, he's a Mac- honestly. He's a, Mac- he's a Machiavellian ruler. Um, nailed it. Sansa, Tyrion is hand, plus nobody else with all living characters has an accurate guess. Uh, Stormlands, Maria Kirby. Shout out to fucking, <gasps> fucking Maria, Maria Kirby. OG bitch. Love she her. She wrote, pick destroyed. Uh, excuse me. She wrote, pick North sitting on the Iron Throne. And he writes, parentheses, Bran is Northern. And the other picks missed. So okay. she made less mistakes. The Veil goes to Lauren Barnes, pick destroyed. And she and he writes in parentheses, the Veil and the, had the fewest players with all living characters. And Lauren simple destroyed represented the best guess among them. Damn. Westerlands tie for Adam Kuznick and David Wenger. Tie, bitches. They both picked destroyed, same as Vale. And uh, so, yeah. So, congratulations to all the winners. You're going to be getting mugs and some stickers. The mugs are not available for purchase. So, a round of applause. You're very special. And Yay. Honorable mention to Steph uh, Dion. She picked um, from the North, she put picked destroyed and a new government established. So they tried. They tried so hard. There you go. All right, um, we are going to get out of here. We thank yes. you guys for everything. It was no, incredible. for real. Thank you. It's been a yep. lot of seasons of you listening to our bullshit and supporting us and hating us and loving us. If you are listening to this show and only this show, I urge you to go to libertystreetgeek.net. Um, yes, please. W- uh, I believe it's going to end up being Matthew and I are looking to do Chernobyl. We're going to cover the five episodes. So I don't know if Jessica wants in on that. I she do. Might. I do. Um, so go to libertystreetgeek.net and uh, we'll, we'll, we will uh, we will talk about uh, how we might end up doing that. So thank you guys very much for everything. You guys have been the best. Very cool. Thanks for all of your love and all of your support along the way. And um, have a nice life. Bye, guys. Happy Game of Thrones. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Thank you.